the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Oh, Yes. And Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carver. This is Ed You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys Roz, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Oh, you didn't know? I didn't know what? Your ass better call somebody! I don't know what's happening. What's happening right now? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Kiss proud to present the Tag Team Champions of the World! He's Roz Westham. I'm Mocha Frapp. We are the Roz and Mocha Show. And if you're not down with us, then we got two words for you. Tell them, Roz. What's what? I don't know what. How I don't know what you're the doing. Two words. I don't know what you're doing right what now. What are the two words, man? I don't know. You're messing up this whole thing. I, what are the two words? I don't know what you're doing. You don't know the two words? No. If people aren't down with the Roz and Mocha Show, we got two words for you. I don't know what the two words are. <sighs> what? I don't know what they are. No. Suck it! Oh, right. Okay. If you're not down with the Roz and Mocha show, we got two words for you. I was going to say, so sorry. No! Oh, <laughs> suck it! Sorry. <laughs> Ruin the whole... <laughs> sorry, man. I'm sorry. Dude, you don't remember that from back in the day? No. Uh, that was like the DX intro for I didn't wa- WWE? I, I didn't watch wrestling then. I was grown. <sighs> oh, shut up. I was. Well, we got two words for you. Okay. No, thank you. No! Oh. You said it earlier. Oh, they- suck it! Suck it! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So, out of all the things you can defend yourself with if you're being robbed, like if you're a convenience store owner being robbed, yeah. out of all the things you can defend yourself with, like you're behind the counter and guy comes in, demands that you open the register... My first choice may not be to grab the stack of fresh bananas and beat the robber with the no. fresh bananas. Also, we all know how fresh convenience store bananas are. <laughs> okay, bruising stuff. Yeah. That's not their first home. <laughs> okay, somebody tried to sell those things somewhere else yeah. before they got to the convenience store. Can I interest you in a banana, sir? No, it's a convenience <laughs> store. I will get my bananas elsewhere. Right? Has anybody ever bought one of the bananas on the counter at a convenience store? No. No. no uh, never. No. Never. Like, uh, bananas shouldn't be sold three feet away from smokes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> sir, I see you've walked up to the counter with a Dr. Pepper and a bag of <laughs> chips. Yeah. Can I interest you in a banana? No, because I'm at a convenience store. <laughs> also, put a lid on the sour key container. That's yes, gross. Okay. Listen, I'll still have a sour key from that, from that container, though. With the tongs that everybody touches? Yep. No. Still, a no. lot of sour keys. Anyway, so this is what went down in Mississauga over the weekend. So a guy did go into a convenience store, and he tried to rob them. I guess he just asked him to open the register, and then the woman who was behind the counter beat him off like with a stack of bananas. <laughs> she just grabbed a stack of bananas and started hitting the man and started hitting the man in the face. So here she is here talking about the incident. <laughs> uh, my husband sit down corner watching TV. I'm sit down this corner have a have a banana, and somebody came in the old cover up the face, mm-hmm. and he want me to open up the cash register. 
Then he jumped up to the counter. My husband pushed down him. Yeah. Then I scared my husband gonna be hurting. So I get the banana. I hit him, starting to hit him so hard. Then he ran away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she hit him real hard with a banana. I brought my banana in, by the way. Did yeah. you want to hit me with it to Why see how it feels? Why is my banana so brown? <laughs> it's so, look it's at not a convenience store banana. It's so bruised. <laughs> so oh, bruised. my God. It, Come here. This, like, looks, this looks like it's already beat a human. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it was in your back this pocket. Is a you very, sat on it. Home, so. This is a very... Um, you um, need skin on or off? This is a, I'm not doing skin <laughs> off, Holmes. Hold on. You what think she peeled like a banana and hit the robber with it? I don't like know. That? Should, I'm just asking all the questions people are thinking. No, I'm not going to do skin off, but I will beat you with a banana okay. if you need me to. Come in closer well, I here. I want to feel what it felt like to be the robber. Right, so you tell us if... Hey, open if, your drawers. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm trying to be the robber. Okay, say it again. Okay. Oh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Try again, punk. Okay, open your drawers. Try again, punk. Open your damn drawers. <laughs> oh, I almost caught him in the eye. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, somebody tried to sextort me yesterday. What? Yeah. Can you believe that? Hold on. Yeah. What happened? Like yeah. in person? No, no. Oh. So I'm on Facebook. Yeah. And I never go into my, like, into the messages, right? But every now and then what winds up happening is you and I, and I have this list of people who have sent friend requests. And it's a mile long, and you try and stay on top of it, and I try and accept as many people as you can, and then you move on, and then they, they, they add up again. And so I will literally just go through and just hit accept, accept, confirm, 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 confirm. Uh Um. And so I hit like 12 yesterday. I confirmed a bunch of people yesterday. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, I just see the icon pop up that I have a message. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I never checked the message. So I checked the message and it was this like blonde girl, whatever. Sure. And then uh, she writes me and she's like, uh, hey, I'm from Toronto, but I live wherever she said, I don't know, France or something like that. And she goes, where are you from? And then I looked at her profile and her profile said she was from Toronto. And I'm like, first of all, girl, you're from Toronto. You don't know who I am? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? You know who you're chatting with, girl? Yeah. So I automatically get upset. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> so at this point, I'm weak, right? I'm weak. Like out of the millions of people that listen yeah. to this show on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm weak at this point. You're right? not like, one of them. She's already won. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And then, so what happens is she uh, writes back and goes, uh, you know, what do you do? And I wrote her, and then I just, I'm just like, one word, right? One word. And then her English is so terrible at this point. Yeah. Like, it's really awful. she's from France, obviously. Right, yeah. But, she, yeah. but her English is terrible. Yeah. And uh, and so I'm writing her back one word answers, and then all of a sudden I get something on my phone which I've never had before, which is a video chat request from Facebook. Okay. And I don't answer it because I'm oh, terrified. Thank God. Right? I thought you were gonna say answer. You answered it right no, away. No, okay. I'm terrified. So you don't answer it, and then I get another message being like, "Turn on your camera. Let's talk." And then they send me a picture of themselves lying, like, in their room. Uh-huh. And it's the same blonde girl from the profile, everything else. Sure. Wearing a bra. Okay. 
And I don't do it. I don't do anything. Like at this point, at this point, my close phone. Your eyes, yeah, close like, the phone. Close my phone. Like at this point, my phone has like Ebola, and I don't even want to touch it. Right? Yeah. I'm like, ah, no. the Apple Store. Get me a like, new phone. Yeah, I'm so scared at this uh-huh. point, right? That I've already done something horrifically wrong, which I haven't. And then, so I get another video request message, and I don't answer it. And then I go and I just block the person. And everything else, so it gets yeah. freaked out. And then I start doing some investigating, and how the sextortion works and it's really interesting what they do so people take video from like women who do web chat stuff like the you know what i mean right no. you know what i mean you know what i mean when they accept money <laughs> you know what i mean right Maury knows. Yeah. yeah okay but you know what i mean right that's a job and i'm not judging anybody for doing it you okay. make a living girl you do your thing yeah okay but what they do is these guys um, take these videos, they record these videos of these women doing it who are chatting, typing into a keyboard uh-huh. with real people in real time. And they have apparently mastered the keystrokes and the amount of time in the video that they t- chat. So when you hit accept, you start watching a video recording of one of these women who's talking to somebody else. And the guys on the other side are typing to you in chat every time this girl in the video types in a chat so you think it's live. Oh, damn. Then they tell you to do stuff. Yeah. And then when you do... They record that whole thing and then they write you and they send you the video and say, if you don't pay us $5,000, we're going to send this to all of your uh, friends. Bro, that was an episode, one of the episodes of Black Mirror. Yes, thank you. With the kid in the laptop. So then I'm like, okay, well, you just delete it. Like, it's easy. Like, no, don't worry about it. You just delete it. And so I'm reading this article about this guy that was like, oh my God. And he got freaked out when they said, you got to send us $5,000. And then he deleted them off Facebook. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden his phone pinged and it was Twitter and he had a DM on Twitter and all it read was, I'm here too. Oh! <laughs> Bro, that's so Black Mirror right in there. In that time that you accept the video chat, they will find you everywhere. Like everywhere. How much you want to bet that's Mark Zuckerberg doing that? <laughs> yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, question for you. Go. Do single guys smell different than guys who are hooked up? What? <laughs> Say that again? Do single guys yeah. smell differently than guys who are in relationships? I don't know. They say that that is actually the case. Well, like so, single guys wear more cologne or yeah, something? No, it's not because single guys have worse hygiene or single guys wear more cologne. They probably do in both of those situations. Axe body spray. Is that the answer? But it's because single men produce more testosterone, which leads to, some would say, a nastier body odor. But that doesn't hurt them in any way because in the same study, women smelled a bunch of single guys' shirts and married guys' shirts. And even though the married guys smelled better, apparently the women were attracted to the single guy smell because that is... That is evolution and how we're supposed we're supposed to be attracted to the single of the species so you can hook up and reproduce and everything else. So it's actually a, a, a somewhat of a turn on, I guess. Oh. To have like a pungent testosterone type masculine Gross. smell that only single dudes can Well, apparently- you're married. Yeah, you're married. What are you up in there wooing for? Anyway, what did you do? Go out on the street and have people smell? You or you smelled people? A little bit of both. Okay, that's not... (laughs)
That doesn't that's sound like a lawsuit on all that legal, but okay. You know, Roz, I think this study is unfair for me to answer because you will always smell single. Hi, what's your name? Oh. Oh, Hi, wow. I'm Ashley. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I, for one, uh, like to consider myself a bit of a smell aficionado. And um, I think that it's... Because you knows what's up. You knows what's up. You get it? Knows what, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Noses are what smell. So that's why you said that. Um, I think that men who are single may smell differently from men who are in a relationship. But really, I think it's in the, the, the nose of the beholder. You know, substance to a person goes deeper than scent. Okay, what are your thoughts on this study? I'm not really sure. I've never really experienced the scent of a single man versus a man in a relationship. Um, but probably single men just reek of desperation. I'm oh, not really damn. sure. How would you describe that smell if you were to describe that smell? What would it smell like? Probably smells like it's trying to buy me a drink and I don't want one. Oh, so uh, I think that it's uh, actually pheromones that people are giving off because you're single, you're, you're wanting to attract people, so your body and biology is reacting to that and it's sending messages out to the universe. How would you describe a single man's smell? Uh, I think a single man's smell is like a little musky, but not too much. Uh, something that gives the air of testosterone mixed with a little bit of dirt. Okay, can I smell you and see if you're single? Uh, sure. Okay, unzip. What? Your jacket, your jacket. Okay, okay, okay. Ready? Here we go. Okay. I'm going to say single. You got it. Wow. Oh, wow. If only I was single, this would be great. Am I attracting you anyways? With that smell? Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me, excuse me. Can you roll down your window for a sec? Do you mind if I smell you to see if you're single? Because there's a study that says... Get the f*** out of here. Sorry, just a quick sniff. Out of here. Okay, what are your thoughts on this study? <laughs> I think everyone just smells, to be honest. Have you been around a lot of single men to tell the difference? Oh, yeah, no, I've, um, well, I play D&D, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> Whether, either single or with someone, no, they're, 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 they all smell. Excuse me, can I smell you? Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Okay, because there's a study that said single men have a stronger smell than non-single men. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know, it might be, um... Might be some sort of a repellent or something on the on the guys who have relationships and other uh, other guys uh, just smell better for everyone else, I guess. Okay, so unzip. I'm gonna smell your jacket and I'll see if you're single or not. Okay. Okay. How do I smell? You smell like you just took a shower, but I'm gonna say single. <laughs> okay, you're wrong. Oh. <laughs> but I appreciate that. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. When you were single. Did you ever have any deal breakers? I and like, I ask, and I ask you this, and I ask everybody else this: Are there any hardcore deal breakers when it came to <sighs> dating and who you were willing to hook up with? Well, I would never hook up with anyone that was a, like heavy into drugs. Sure, I think that goes without saying. Yeah, it's a good deal breaker. Um, I mean. They smoke a little weed. I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Pop, sure. pop, pass. Got some sharesies. Um, <laughs> and I would prefer if the person didn't smoke. Right. Cigarettes. Yeah, okay. So right? they I would put, think that's it. They put together a list of the top 10 deal breakers when they were talking to singles. You want to come in here and check some of these off your list more? Can I tell you um, the one that no. I had? What was your one deal breaker? Back hair. Back hair. Yeah. Lower, Bro, but back you got hair. enough back hair right I know, now. But don't do as I do, do as I don't. Uh, lower back hair. <laughs> don't do as I do, do as I don't do. <laughs> what? Don't do as, don't like what I don't like. Okay, so uh, different political <laughs> views at number 10. 
Uh, <laughs> lots of credit card debt at number nine. Ding, oh, yeah. ding. Are we dinging if we have that? You can. Okay. Uh, neediness. Oh, God. Ding. Yeah. Seven, yeah. bad sense of humor. Oh, ding. yeah, for sure. Six, laziness. Ding. Five, selfishness. Okay, ding. Four, rudeness. Ding. Three, bad hygiene. Ding. Two, anger issues. Ding. Ding for both. And number one, untrustworthiness. Ding. <laughs> Wait, are you are you dinging for what you're kind of like? No, no, no I'm dinging, are, I'm you're dinging, dinging for because it's me. Yeah. Yes. Those are Wait, so this is deal possessed. breakers. Deal breakers. Yeah. You were every single one of those things, Ma- bro. Matthew married a human being that has all top ten deal breakers. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're champion in something. Can I fix me project? <laughs> Real quick, somebody just texted and said, uh, hygiene and smell. Yeah, hygiene, number three on the bad list. Bad breath count as hygiene? Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. Deal breaker, chew with their mouth open oh. or if they're shorter than me. Oh, see, oh. that's not fair though because so many guys said I was too short. I had a deal breaker and it was a weird one. It's not on this list. I would never date a girl who was into the local music scene. What? Or she just wants to drag yes. you around to clubs. Because she like low supporting local yeah, music? Yeah, yeah, because like they just want to drag you around the clubs to see like these local bands. And then you would see them sort of like fawning over the guy on stage. And in my head, I'm like, he's not a rock star. I know for a fact that guy works at the keg. And, <laughs> and Yo, you scored that free Billy Myron, though. But I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't deal with somebody who was like super wow. into the local music scene. Damn. Yeah. What do we got? Uh, deal breakers, being too flashy. Flashy? Yeah. What does hey, that mean? I don't know. I guess just like being too showy-offy. Oh. Somebody else wrote, uh, hey, Roz Mocha, my number one deal breaker is a guy who's not 100% over their ex. Oh, that's a good deal breaker. That's a good one. Uh, hygiene, untrustworthy, and loud chewing. Deal breaker. <laughs> oh, no. Bad breath. Yeah. No smoking. Yeah. And doesn't drive. Oh, that's a wow. deal breaker for somebody just now. What about? Huh? What about no sense of humor? What if they don't laugh at you? Like you mean at your jokes? Like if you're trying to be funny and stuff, and they just they don't like find oh, things funny. Yeah, I could never. I could never. Hey, kiss. It's Razamoka. Hi, my name is Veronica. Veronica, what is your deal breaker? Um, so I'm five nine. Yeah. Um, so height was a really big deal breaker for me. I wanted to, to have someone who was like tall enough that I could wear heels, but uh, you know, but you know, it was nice to mm-hmm. have someone that was taller. So it had to be like uh, what six two? Maybe? Yeah. What's your what's your what's your your cutoff? Um, like six six. One, six, two, what is Oof, this perfect? Damn. Oh, wow. <laughs> Are you with somebody that's over six one right now? Actually, the guy I love right now is um, exactly the same height as me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, but that means you still can't wear heels around him because then you'll be taller I, than him. I still can't wear heels around him, but you know what? I my, uh, sorry, I messed up my ankle um, at work, so I uh, officially can't ever wear heels, but... Um, oh, like, man, he must be relieved, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, he seems pretty relieved. I saw an advertisement on Facebook the other day for lift socks for men. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah where, the, where the lift was in the socks, so even if you took your shoes off, <laughs> you were still tall. You were still tall. Come on. Come on. That's I did. like next level no cheat joke. code right yeah, there. No joke. <laughs> Thanks, Veronica. No problem. Bye, love. I want to read you a couple of texts that we're getting. Loud chewing is the absolute worst a definite deal breaker. Is that what we've had more than anything else from Loud people chewing. who are texting in? Yeah. Loud chewing. Um, credit card debt, said somebody else. People that are rude... 
to service workers mm-hmm. is a deal breaker. Good I one. would say that's a pretty good one too. Yeah, that's a good one. Because uh, you know that's how you treat people, right? Um, so I assume. Hold on, let me see. I assume this is a guy writing this about a girl, but saying too many guy friends is a oh, deal breaker. Yeah, of course. I'm with you on that. Deal breaker. Dated my friend. If your girlfriend has like a lot of guy friends, eventually she will dump you for one of them. Oh no, this was so weird. <laughs> That's just fact. Okay, I'm going to read two more and then we'll get to this yeah. phone call, okay? I get, I get along so much better with guys. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. Thank <laughs> okay? You're going to get dumped for one of her friends. Don't uh, let them in the house. One text reads, if she eats mushrooms, <laughs> and another one, when she won't fart in front of me. Aww. Blake, go ahead, bro. My deal breaker, I uh, once broke up with a girl because she wore tapered jeans with the uh, zipper on the ankle. Get out of here. Wow. Come on. serious. No. That's uh, a deal breaker, tapered jeans with a zipper yeah, on the ankle. What bothered was, you so much about it? I could have picked up a girl wearing the same thing from a trailer park. To me, it just made me think of trailer trash. Can I can I just say, every girl I dated while growing up in acting yeah. all wore skinny jeans with a zipper on the bottom. Every single girl, every single girl I dated growing up, every one of them. Wow, skinny, je- skinny jeans with a zipper on the bottom. Blake, are you with somebody now? Yes, I am. Okay, and what the rule is? They can't wear tapered jeans with a zipper on the ankle. Yeah, kind of. She uh, pulled the pair out one time and ran it by me first before she put them on. But you, you sound like a weird. You sound like a total jerk, Blake. No, I'm actually not. It's just one of those things that I don't know. It, it really irks me and bugs me. But what about it bothers you? That actually, you know. I don't even care. That's, that's weird. Thanks, Blake. Also, you know I can't say. You know I can't hear the name Blake without thinking Balake from that from that Key and Peele sketch. Like two names are ruined for me, Aaron and Blake, because I say A A Ron every time I see that, and then anytime I hear the name Blake, I always think Balake. Yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Daily flights to London, England. Air Transat has direct Mm -hmm. daily flights to London and twice a week to Manchester. That is direct. So you can plan your your flight, your trip for when Meghan Markle has that baby. Mm -hmm. Come on! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love London, man. London is on most people's list of places that they want to go. I would say most people have London on their list. And if you haven't done London, you got to do it. And Normally, when you're thinking of vacations, right? You're like you, when you think of the beach. There's only certain times a year that you can really do that, or you would really want to do that. The best part is I've been to London in the summer, and I've been to yeah. London over over Christmas. Oh, yeah. Both are equally as beautiful. Yeah, like it doesn't matter when you go to London; it huh. is stunning and fun, and the city itself is just charismatic. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's it really is. If it's you're awesome. The sightseeing, like London, is the prehistoric sites. Uh, you got all the castles out there, museums, legendary music venues, and of course, the pubs. <laughs> we did the London Eye when we were there. That's the big Ferris wheel. Oh, nice. Yeah, and we waited for You see like, everything, right? You, oh my God, it's so dope. It's like, it's really crazy. And I know that they wanted to bring a Ferris wheel to Toronto. It was like, Ferris wheel, poof. But I'm like, the lineup for the Ferris wheel in London was like four hours. Oh yeah? In the rain. Yeah, it's crazy. But you, you do it because it's so awesome. Uh, plus, transit offers multi-city packages to enjoy cities in and around England. For all the details or to book your trip right now, visit airtransat.com. All right, let's take a phone call. Hi, it's Razamoka. What's going on? Hi. 
Roz and Mocha. It's Lori. Hi, Lori. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. So I called in today because I wanted to talk to you guys because I'm uh, looking for a place with my fiance and I wanted to see like what you guys thought like do's and do nots for living with the person you're in a relationship with. And I thought, you know what, let me call the boys, maybe even get Maury in on this because I think it'd be so funny to hear from them too. Have you ever lived with a guy before? I've stayed with him. We've like had like a sort of like our parents are gone. Let's live together for like two weeks sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But. It was very, very vacation-ish. How, how old are you? I'm 29. And how old is he? 27. Okay, has he ever lived with a woman before? No. 29, <laughs> never lived with a guy, and you guys are moving in together, so you're going to have to navigate the sort of dynamic of cohabitation with a lover. Yes, All exactly. right. Wow. Okay. Are you nervous? <laughs> I love are you nervous word. about anything? Not really, because like I said, we did have that two weeks, but I mean, like, there's so much other stuff. Like, we didn't really have to do chores. I don't know what the deal is. You're going to need a chore wheel. Okay. A chore chore wheel? You need to know who does what, because that's honestly what causes some arguments and stuff. Because, like, if you're garbage, then you do garbage and he does dishes or something. That's how it is with me. I do garbage, but I don't do dishes. How often does Matthew Moore, your husband, look at you and tell you that you're garbage? (laughs) (laughs) Did it yesterday. Hey, Lori, have you and your... Sorry, is a boyfriend or fiancé? Fiancé. Fiancé. Have you and your fiancé talked financials yet? Yeah, we have. And, like, this weekend, we're starting to look at places. We've, like, already done, like, the mortgage pre-approval thing. Right. So, like, that stuff is, like, kind of set, I I hope, I think. Yeah, and you uh, know how you're going to divide the bills or if you're going to have a joint account and money goes into that account to pay bills that you will be sharing once you move into this mm-hmm. place? Uh, Sort of. I think it was it was mostly set like honey, honey being me. I I'm going to be doing the bill paying. Yeah. Like I, not like me, just my money, but like I will be taking care of that. Yeah. Sure. But I think yeah. that is still a very important conversation to have in terms of, because you don't want to get into a situation where, you know, you're saying, well, I pay this, and he's saying, well, I pay that, and mm-hmm. when you're really sharing a place, right? Right. Yeah, you have to sit down and figure out, I mean, maybe a chore wheel, as Maury said, is the way to go, but you have to you have to figure out what you're each going to do, and there, there needs to be, uh, like, there needs to be parameters. There needs to be ground rules. You need to uh, divide and conquer. And that is the key to sort of successfully living with somebody. Because what winds up happening often is that if you don't, if you don't have these hard conversations, then you're going to wind up agreeing to a lot of things that maybe you don't want to agree to. Mm-hmm. And then that's what, mm-hmm. that's what builds resentment over time. Is that when you're unable to have these conversations, somebody in the relationship will ultimately start feeling resentful. My my uh, future mother-in-law, God bless her. She's Portuguese. She like just does like the whole household, and I keep telling him, I'm like, this isn't gonna last forever. You better get ready because I'm not gonna do what she does for you. You're marrying someone who's Portuguese. Yeah. God be with you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Didn't you marry and this coming from a guy who doesn't even believe in God. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, Maury's Maury's married to a, a, a Portuguese man named Matthew. So uh, yeah, yeah, but but Maury, you want to take this one? Give her you some know, tips. You're gonna have to discuss because like I, Matthew never lived with anyone before, and I didn't either. So you have to discuss everything, even down to who's gonna be in charge of putting up what art, or who's gonna decorate. Like you need to. <laughs> Putting up what art? Like you gotta discuss everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have that big conversation yeah. tonight. Yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Have you, you guys? Serious. Have you guys had the art conversation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can honestly tell you I haven't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like which one of you is going to put up his Scarface poster, right? Yeah, the picture of him and Mark Hamill. Yeah, that's the one that I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lori. All the best. Good Thanks. luck. Bye, guys. Yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You're about to get your name tasted. <laughs> so weird. I can't wait for this. So Julia McDowell is on hold. She claims that she has, or I guess she's been diagnosed with something called synesthesia, which allows her to have a sensory reaction to words. So like a name, she gets a taste from it. Like some examples are. Keith tastes like mint gum. Madison tastes like a mix of chocolate and earwax. Danielle tastes like SpaghettiOs. Right. <laughs> Danielle, you taste like SpaghettiOs. Hey, Julie, what's going on? It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, Roz and Mocha. I'm fine. <laughs> wow. So this is quite the thing, huh? It's gone absolutely crazy. I just sent out a perfectly innocent tweet on a Sunday evening and the whole thing exploded and now we've got the whole world tweeting me it's crazy okay we just tried to I- explain what um is it synesthesia is that what it is uh, yes there are various different types of synesthesia some people can see colors when you hear a word yeah. uh, but i can experience tastes so if you say a word uh, a word to me or um, a name i immediately get overwhelmed by a strange taste if somebody says apple do you taste apple or do you taste something else uh, i will taste apple if okay. you say a food oh, a food okay. to me automatically gives, gives me the food so that's why people's names are best because okay. they can be quite random and strange okay. when did all of this start for you julie um, i've had it my whole life it's, it's oh, a wow. genetic condition it's just a, it's a neurological um, condition um, so I've had it for my whole life. I didn't realize, though, that it was unusual until I was about eight years old. I just assumed everyone had it. So wow. all throughout school, would you, or would your friends ask you what their names tasted like, or would you just tell them? Uh, no, no one asked me until I was um, much older, because it was only when I got to about eight or nine that I realized, hang on, this is a bit strange. Um, it was when my aunt was pregnant and she was uh, thinking of baby names and she suggested <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> and I just said to her, oh, that's disgusting. Sarah tastes like uh, really greasy chips. <laughs> so have you been keeping a log of all the names that come to your mind or people have asked you what they taste like? Um, no, I haven't. People have just been tweeting me and I've been answering as many as I can on, on my Twitter account. But um, I'm actually pairing up now with um, a, a publisher called Unbound and we're going to work on a project together to try and, you know, pull all of this as, as one resource because it's, it's getting out of hand. I can't cope with it all on my own. Okay, what does Brad Pitt taste like? Brad Pitt. Uh, Pitt is a very, very fine 
thin slice of sponge cake. Oh. It's so thin, if you touched it, it would crumble. <laughs> and Brad is um, the sensation of um, leather. Sometimes I get oh. a sensation or an image. So Brad Pitt is leather and very, very thin sponge cake. Wow. So leather, crumbly <laughs> sponge cake. <laughs> okay, let's get let's get to us now. So um, you're speaking with uh, Roz and Mocha. Do you need first names or just, or first and last names or just first names? Uh, first names are the because they tend to be quite short and snappy. Okay, so let's do Roz. Okay, Roz is very specific. It's a dog biscuit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dog biscuit, bro. <laughs> okay, now do me, do me. Mocha, M-O-C-H-A. I'm sorry, but Mocha just suggests a big mocha, a big uh, chocolatey coffee. Mm. I just get a mocha drink. Yeah, yeah, you do, girl. Okay. Wow, <laughs> so I get dog... Maury, come in here for a second, my love. Um... Damn it, Maury's on his way in. Uh, if you wouldn't mind um, uh, doing Maury as well, M A U R I E. Okay, Maury is um, Maury is more of a sensation. It's the sensation of rubbing your eyes when you've woken up after a hangover, a little bleary and bloody. <laughs> That's and not a like, taste. What the hell happened last night? Okay, hold on. Oh here. no! But, but, what, okay, but what does that taste like? Uh, it, it, that's more of a sensation than a taste. About ten percent of names provoke a sensation rather than a taste. Wow. So so Maury tastes like hangover. <laughs> Feeling of rubbing your eyes after a hangover. Wow. Oh, gross. <laughs> Makes sense. Now, I know that people were asking you on Twitter to do uh, Justin Trudeau when you came on our show. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Justin is very clear. Justin is an egg which someone has cracked on the tabletop uh -huh. and it's seeping out all over the tabletop and you think, oh, Justin, come on, very, get that cleaned up. Very accurate. We all feel that way. I think we all have this The entire country, Julie. The entire country feels that way. So, Julie, if people want to get in touch with you and get their names read into tastes how do they yeah. reach out uh and i know they can they can also donate to you as well to get this done right yeah they can get me on my twitter which is julie a mcdowell and i'm just asking for a small donation to my podcast in return for the name and in return i'll taste three names for them oh three names um, i had to start asking for a little donation because i was getting too overwhelmed i had to try and stem the flow somehow but yeah get me on twitter make a small donation the paypal link is there and i'll gladly taste three names for you do you have a favorite name like, do you have a name that is your favorite taste? Like, what name do um, you love saying because of the way it tastes? I like the name Robert. Obviously, Robert's quite common in, in Britain, certainly. I've been getting lots of people uh, called Robert. And Robert tastes lovely. It's an image and a taste. The image is of a little garden gnome's head. And if I bite into his little head, he's filled with strawberry cream. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> Wait, Julie, what does your name taste like? Oh, my name's horrible. My name is a very watery eyeball after a hay fever attack. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> Don't change your name to Robert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Julie, thank you so oh much for taking God. time out of your day to You're join welcome. us on the Raza Mogi Show. This is amazing. Thanks a lot. Yeah, the Raza Mogi Show podcast. It was 66 years ago today in 1953 that Peter Pan opened in theaters in New York City. Damn. Peter Pan. So what better way to celebrate Peter Pan than opening up the Johnny Depp School of Acting? 
The Johnny Depp School of Acting, very simple. Uh, the story goes Johnny Depp is far too famous, eccentric, and everything else to memorize the lines of his scripts that he's given. So he does his scenes apparently with an earpiece in his ear and somebody has his script in another room and they just feed him his lines. That sounds very difficult. This, as we've discovered, is extremely difficult, Mokow. Uh, so, Maura, you do not have a script. Maura, you will be playing Wendy. When, oh, that's my mom's name. Yes. Uh, Mocha, you yeah. get to be Peter Pan. Oh, the star. Uh, Maury, I will be feeding you your lines. You will be feeding my yes. lines. Okay. So, uh, gentlemen, are you ready? Yes. Johnny Depp School of Acting, Peter Pan edition. Maury and Mocha, scene one, and action. Over there, Tink. It's in the den. Is it? Is it there? Must be here somewhere. We hear a music box, Tink. Stop playing and help me find my shadow. Shadow? Shadow? Huh? Peter Pan. Oh, Peter. Oh, I knew you came and come back. I saved your shadow for you. I saved you up your crumple and cookie, and I thought you, you look exactly, oh, but taller, and perhaps, oh, but you could stick me with a soap. You can sew me up. Oh, you can know that you can never thought about, you could do, but it's uh, sewing in the shadows, in the shadows, and a uh, sod. Oh, I saw myself, and you're weak. Oh, uh, come back. Oh, you did, you did, you did. Oh, you, you, uh, you shadow, and you come back. You'd sooner but later give up. <laughs> Okay, stop. Pause. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, I don't think that's right. No, I don't think that that went the way you thought it was going to go more. Want to try again? I would like to. Okay. Uh, Johnny Depp School of Acting. <sighs> Moriyamoka. Take two. Scene one. And action. Stop playing and help me find my shadow. 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 Oh, oh, Peter, oh, Peter, I knew you'd come back. I saved your shadows for the day. Oh, and you could crumple them up and sack and sad. I thought you exactly, Peter. Oh, it's taller. Oh, perhaps. Oh, that's the proper way to do it. Oh, come to think of it, I never thought there would so you such <laughs> Oh, my God. Maury. Uh, I don't think that word was in Peter Pan. Yeah, I don't remember... Peter Pan having, <laughs> more importantly, I don't remember Wendy dropping the S word <laughs> when talking to Peter Pan. Anyway, I think we got the scene, guys. <laughs> that is a Johnny Depp School of Acting. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is, my question is, got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Jacob, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. How old are you, Jacob? Uh, I'm 18. You're 18. Okay, so you wrote us. Razamoka FML. Fix my life. I have a friend <laughs> who got into a relationship and she didn't talk to me for a while. Basically put all her attention into him. And now she's trying to come into my life again. And I don't know if I should befriend her again or just leave the relationship where it ended. Also, tell me if I was being selfish when she left me or did I react correctly? Jacob, do you like this girl? Um, I'm actually gay, so okay. no, I don't. But um, I did like her. Yeah, we were really close as friends. How long had you been friends? Uh, I think I'd known her for about three years. Okay. Had she had boyfriends or anything like that during that three-year uh, friendship that you guys had where it was a, sort of a different outcome? Uh, no, she she was uh, single with the like, entire time we were. Mm. So but, you were used to having her around all the time, all to yourself? Uh, yeah, we hung out quite a bit. Yeah. And we like uh, talked about some like personal things. We like sure. got really personal. And how long has she been with the guy now? 
eight months, maybe six okay. months. Yeah. So, so she, you guys were great friends. She met a guy, and did your relationship with her? Did your friendship? Was there a definitive end, or did she just sort of ghost you and then go into boyfriend land? Um, she was like gone for a bit, and then I like found out on Facebook that she was like dating someone, and I kind of figured that was why she. Hadn't been around or messaged uh, me or yeah. tried to hang out with me. Uh, during the time of your friendship with this girl, Jacob, did you date anybody? Mm, no, I don't no, think no. so. I don't believe right. so. And when she tried to come back into your life, how did she do it? Well, the reason, well, let me give you a little backstory. Please. So, like, when she was hanging or dating him or whatever, I messaged her a couple times to hang out and she said she would uh, hang out with me, but she actually never, like, pulled through and came down to hang out with me. Mm-hmm. And the one time she actually did came down, she hung out with me for like a little bit and then said, oh, my boyfriend's here, I gotta go. And I was like, oh, okay, that was a fun half an hour. Yeah. And then that was like the last time I saw her. And has she tried to get back into your life since? Uh, Yeah, like the other week she messaged me saying like, hey, I have no work, do you want to like hang out? And what'd you say? I didn't say anything because last oh, time man. I messaged her, she yeah. didn't even like open my message or read it. So I was... Okay. So an eye for an eye type of situation. I'll, I'll, I'll ah, tell Jacob, you, Jacob, you're only 18, bro. I'll tell you this, okay? <laughs> and and one, it seems a little bit weird that you guys were so close, and and you can't help but take this personal because it is personal. Where yeah. she, even if she's obsessed with the boyfriend, there seems to be no attempt to introduce you into that life. So she's yeah. not suggesting, hey, me and the boyfriend are, you know, going out with some friends. Why don't you come and join? So, the, so there's no effort on her part to sort of merge her worlds. Right now, her worlds are separate. Um, but I will say this. When you're young and you're 18 and everybody goes through this, which is you're going to have a friend and they're going to go off and they're going to meet somebody, either a guy or a girl, and they're going to go into falling in love fantasy world. They're going to go into boyfriend land for a little while and your relationship is going to suffer and you're going to feel ignored and hurt. You have to allow your good friends to go into that world because you know what Mm -hmm. that feels like. That world is wonderful right? When you first meet somebody and you have all those feelings and potentially falling in love and it's new and it's exciting, that is something that you should be happy for your friend about. Even if you wind wind up feeling on the outside for a little while. Now, if they decide to sort of come back into your life, they have to come back into your life in a way that resembled what the friendship was before. You can't be great friends that stay up late at night and telling each other secrets and she knows so much about you and and you uh, like just on the inside in a super deep way that then can't become let's go sit for a half hour and catch up that Mm -hmm. you don't do that with you you're beyond that you guys are great friends right so if the friendship is going to go back to resembling something what it was then that's awesome but i think for that to happen she needs to merge her worlds she can't keep boyfriend over here and you over here that's no way that's no way to live because you are always you're always going to feel like she's hiding you or you're second best or she only calls you when the boyfriend isn't around so if this is going Mm -hmm. to work and you can have this conversation with her that you want to be a part of her life and you want to be a part of all of her life and then if not maybe the friendship's not going to work out and that happens too yeah and jacob at some point in your life you may meet a dude that you are super super into and want to dedicate all of your time uh, to that guy and less time to your friendship so you may eventually be in that same situation that your friend is going through uh right now i mean yeah i think i will but i don't think i would like 
cut off all my friends. Yeah, like, no, never, for sure. That's kind of what she did. Yeah, yeah she but just, you, like, but, dropped off like our whole friend group and didn't really talk to any of us. Yeah, but you, you guys got to let her go and live in boyfriend land for a little while because it's a wonderful place to be. You know, when that, that yeah, whole feeling of falling in love, you got to support her through that. Now, if she just ghosts all of you guys, that's that's it's terrible. It sucks. But maybe we're not meant to have every person in our life in our life for the entire thing. You know, maybe some people just come in and they shake up your world a little bit and you learn something from them and they learn something from you and they go off in one way and you go off another way and you always have those memories and what you learned and you have a fondness for each other and there's no animosity, but maybe they're not in your life forever. Maybe that's the way some friendships work. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate, but... It is, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jacob, hope that helped, man. Yes, it did. Thank you guys so okay. much. All right, thank you for listening. Right Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, boy. Brought to you by Lame. <laughs> yeah pretty much did it all fix anything more when Adam Levine took a shirt off did that make it all oh right god because he just kept getting roasted man and we will get to I promise you uh, we have the single greatest collection of the most savage tweets from the Super Bowl and the halftime show last night we will get those it can I just read, from, read, read one just okay. one yeah just one one Twitter user wrote it was like watching boxed macaroni and cheese perform. <laughs> okay, yeah, and there is, there's thousands of them. Like we obviously can't read them all, but we have compiled what uh, what very well could be the the list of the most savage tweets uh, from the Super Bowl last night. So we'll get those to you. So the the shirtless thing. I know a lot of people had comments about that because they're like, "Hey, Adam Levine's nipples. What about Janet Jackson's nipples?" How am I going to explain Adam Levine's nipples to my seven-year-old? Oh, man. <laughs> right? What seven-year-old hasn't seen a hot shirtless man? Uh, that was the, well, Jesus, Maureen. Ooh, um, but did it make it okay? Did it fix an otherwise mediocre performance? Oh, or yeah, no? I could have had it on mute and just looked at a still photo of it. Right, it would be great. right. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was absolutely terrible, but that did help. Yeah, did it? I'm wondering, because I didn't eat a lot during the game last night, but like when you're sitting there and you have... You know, uh, one bowl of like chicken wing bones and the sour cream from the nachos is all drying up and it's got red bits from the salsa in it and the and cheese. Your guacamole's is cold. already started turning brown. Guac's brown, <gasps> like everything. And then you're sitting there feeling gross. And then Adam Levine takes a shirt off who is ripped and has got that body, and you then feel just worse about yourself, and you hate the show even more. Yeah, because you're looking down your belly, and you're like, <laughs> right? what did I do? Yeah, like if, What did we do? There's a lot of guys who were fairly indifferent to Maroon 5 last night until Adam Levine made them feel horrible by taking his shirt off, yeah. and now everybody hates them. Are they like Nickelback, Adam Levine, do you think? Somebody actually said that Maroon 5 is the U.S. is Nickelback. Yeah, like they sell a lot. They do real well. But I, I don't know. I don't know if people have that emotional attachment to them. What were you eating while Adam Levine took a shirt off? I could run down the entire list. Yeah. I had two hot dogs. We had two chicken sandwiches. I had macaroni salad. I had two pounds of chicken wings. I had chicken tenders, three cups of tater tots, two cups of French fries, and three bowls of ice cream. And how much of it did you get through? I put away um, some of the chicken tenders and half mac salad. <sighs> Jeez, you ate a lot last night. That's too much food, that's man. Too much food but that's more. the purpose of the Super Bowl. Oh, no. Jeez, what's to not poop until the next Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Ross and Mocha Show podcast.
Hello. Hi, it's Roz Amoko. What's going on? Not much. How are you? Good. What's your name? Kelsey. Roz? Mm-hmm. I have found in the entire universe the one person <laughs> that liked the Maroon 5 halftime show last night. <laughs> oh. Uh, Kelsey, yeah, <laughs> Kelsey texted this to us just now. I don't watch football, like, ever. So I don't think I've seen many or any of the previous halftime shows. But last night, I watched a halftime show. Unknowingly, LOL. I walked in and thought it was some kind of awards show until my husband informed me what it was. I thought Maroon 5 did great. Am I really the only one? (laughs) (laughs) I think you might be the only one. Oh, why were they so horrible? I don't get it. Well, I guess I I just think that you have to compare it to, it's not that Maroon 5 were horrible. It was a horrible halftime show. Maroon 5 shouldn't have been there. They're not a stadium band. (laughs) Maroon 5 is not a halftime show band. I've never heard anyone ever, like I've, heard stories my whole life about somebody having one of those incredible moments seeing a live show before. I've never heard yeah. anybody who left the Maroon 5 concert feeling that it was somehow <laughs> life-changing. Like, they're just I not... Guess, I guess that's true. They're not that kind of act. And the bar was set so low for them that they couldn't even jump over the low bar that was set. And it was just a very underwhelming uh, performance. Uh, Kelsey, one person tweeted last night, Maroon 5 is America's Nickelback. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> I think they did great with all the lanterns going up and stuff and the fireworks. And I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Um, oh God, what was the other one that somebody what, said? Him, somebody said even Adam Levine looked bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do admit he didn't look like he was very impressed to be on that stage. <laughs> no, no. God, hold on here. There was there was a great one here. Oh, Maroon 5 is like if Mayo had a sound. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I think that'll do. I think that'll do. Yeah. Hey, Kelsey, oh, you thank you for awesome. listening to the Razamoga Show, and thanks for your text this morning. Yeah, no problem. I love you guys. Love you too. Take care. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. If there is going to be a good story that comes out of the Super Bowl from last night, and something that may actually change the way that the rest of the world works, it's the story of the stadium itself. Okay. Because the Atlanta Falcons owner, a guy named Arthur Blank. Am I supposed he, to guess his last name? No, no, no. He no, Arthur Blank is his name. Oh, his you last say, name yeah. is for real it's blank. Not, it's not like a it's not like a swear word or anything. Oh, like, like Arthur, Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank. Okay, guess uh, last he's name. He's a co founder of the Home Depot. And uh, he owns the Falcons. And um, at Mercedes Benz Stadium, he decided that it was time that stadiums stopped ripping off fans. And he wanted fans to feel they when they went to see a football game at their stadium that they didn't feel like they were being taken advantage of by the stadium and the owners and the team. Okay. So a hot dog at Mercedes-Benz Stadium costs two bucks and a beer costs five. No! Stop it. And it's been like this for a couple of years. And not only... Did they not lose money? They're making more on concession than they did when they were charging people twelve. So 13, for seven dollars, I can get a hot dog and a beer. You can get 
Oh, so, sorry, was it beer or a drink? So, no, a beer for $5, five and bucks. a hot dog is $7. Yeah, so okay, seven so oh my God. fans can get a hot dog, a soda, and a bag of chips for 10 bucks. If you want a beer with that, it's 12 Get out of here. Okay. You know when I go to Scotiabank Arena, and if I want to get like a large beer, it's like 16 bucks. Yes, so other stadiums have started to do this. Great idea, And guys. I think they do it in Baltimore for the NFL. Great and idea. I'm trying to remember where else. But he had said that he wanted to, he wanted fans to stop feeling like they were being taken advantage of. That was the big thing. Money yeah. was like that. But it was just taking advantage of the fans because when you walk up to a counter and you charge somebody $16, they don't leave with a good feeling of the experience going to a game. They just don't. And we all know that. Yeah, you just complain about it when you get back to the so seat. The philosophy was you charge in your stadium what these people would normally pay for these items outside of the stadium. Sure. So a hot dog is too like what do you charge for a street dog? What do, what do they charge you for a hot dog on you a street like corner 350 here? 350 or something. 350. Like that. And what do you for a And what's a pint of beer cost when you go to a bar? $12. Like like a pint, like 6 7 oh, six, 6 bucks. bucks six, yeah. Okay. So 6 bucks for a pint of beer, 3 bucks for a hot dog. That's what the prices should be. And what they've done is they rearranged everything. They hi- actually hired more people behind the counters mm. at concessions. They put if you get like a, a Pepsi, it's like one of those you fill places now so you don't have to wait for them and it's all right. about speed and because the prices are lower and they can get through everybody faster they make more money wow and it'll stop people like my dad from sneaking food into the stadium right you shouldn't have to sneak in a sandwich when you go to a leafs game Yo. right you shouldn't have to. You should Why be you able to. Why snitching on your own pops right now? That's not cool. <laughs> like, all the guys that your dad works with now are going to ask him about this today. Where, I, think, uh, I think it makes him proud. You know what I mean? Like, people are proud of him. They, he snuck they, food in. They pat you down. Where does he put the sandwich? <laughs> dad, don't answer that! <laughs> yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Giving you American money, Maury. What is going on over there? Maury just asked me if I had any money. I think he wants to go buy coffee or something. And I went in my wallet, and all Hold I on. have, and all I have is American money. He's a stack of American cash. Who Hold doesn't? Uh, everyone. You never know when you need to hit the road, Jack. It's you true. always got to have some greenbacks on you, Maury. It's called being prepared. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Maury asked. Maury said. I'm going to get coffee. So Maury initiated the conversation. No, I never no, said that. No, no. Maury did this. Um, the show started. Yes. You started talking about the weather. Yes. Maury went over and put his coat on and looked at me and went like this. Do you have any cash? Um, while the show started. And then I took my wallet out while you were talking about the weather and I looked and I only had American dollars. Uh, I will email you some money, Maury. Oh, fun. Four dollars. There's probably a service charge on that. There's more than four dollars. I got cash. Do you have cash? No, no. Let Roz transfer some money. (laughs) Why? I will give you $10. See, he probably would have given me 20. Probably. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll give you 10 bucks. Uh, But but yours comes... No, 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 no. no, no. Stop, stop, stop. stop. The office coffee run. Yes. (laughs) I'll give you $10 for three drinks. I'm sorry, I started okay? talking about this. The $10, you are not to use the maximum, the, all of the money. You're not to use $10. I'm not giving you this to say, use up all 10 bucks. But I don't drink, I wanted a peppermint mocha and a cranberry bliss bar. Okay, well then that that's comes 10, out of- That's $10 right there. That's why I wanted your 20. Oh, but I was never going to give you 20. I yeah. assumed you were. <laughs> why would you assume that? So I'll give you $10 <laughs> and whatever you order, your drink- cannot cost more than what Roz and I usually drink. Yeah. 
That makes sense. That's fair. That's fair for a coffee run. Yes, do you want to? Do you want a peppermint mocha? <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> They're real good. <laughs> they taste like peppermint. Yeah, mocha. Yeah, no more. He's gonna come back with one of those giant Starbucks boxes of coffee. Yeah, it costs fifteen dollars. <laughs> Here's your coffee, mocha. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Owen, you there? Yep, I'm there. What's going on? It's Roz and Mocha. How old are you, Owen? I'm 17. Okay, so, Owen, you wrote us this. Uh, Roz and Mocha FML Fix My Life. I have plans to break up with my girlfriend of one and a half years. She and I have started to grow distant. We're fighting more and situations are more uncomfortable. She's also become super needy and dependent on me. And I sometimes feel like I have to help her. She's gone so far as to guilt trip me. And I keep getting sucked back into the spiral. Please help. So, Owen, how long have you been feeling this way? I've been feeling this way for probably a couple of months now. Yeah. And have you tried to have a conversation with her about what's bothering you with the relationship? I, I have not tried to have this conversation because it's whenever it seems like it's a good time to come up, always something else happens and just sort of gets dragged away from that. Right. So are you, you, uh, are you looking to figure out if there is a nice way to dump somebody? I guess, yeah. There is. Because there is. I still want... I still want to be friends with this girl. Well, that may I not think that, a relationship. That may not happen, or at least not happen I yet. Um, I, I think that when it comes to dumping somebody, there's a couple. First of all, don't do it on text. Don't do you. You're in a relationship that is far too long to do something over text or over email mm-hmm. or or anything else. Yeah, I know. Um, I think that you what you can do is you can be you have to be exact. And you have to deliver your message clear, but you also have to use kind language. Does that make sense? All right. Yep, that makes sense. Okay. Like you can say something like, you know, I know that this is going to hurt you, but I'm breaking up with you because I'm just not in love with you and I see no future. Okay. Because as soon as you dump somebody, their first question is why? So you have to be able to give somebody a reason why. But if you're sort of, if you're sort of ambiguous, it's not the right time. It's just me. If you're like ambiguous in all those weird ways, what that does is that leaves a door open where she may then start feeling, well, it's only a matter of time. You got to get your head together and then we're going to get back together again. I think that if you're going to dump somebody, you have to, you can be kind, but you have to be blunt. Okay. Owen, the one thing that we always, always, always say on the Razamoga show is that you got to be honest. You got to be straight up honest. And you got to have that conversation uh, soon or now if this is the way you've been feeling for, you know, however many months, because it'll only get worse if you say to her that you want to break up. Here are my reasons. And she says to you, how long have you been feeling this way? And you say six months eight months, nine months, it's been a year, because she'll say to you, well, why didn't you just tell me in the first place? Why didn't you tell me when you first started feeling this way? The only thing anybody ever asks in any relationship is honesty from the person that they're with. Mm -hmm. And she may not like what you're going to say to her. She may not like the reasons, but if you're being straight up honest, yes, it'll hurt in that moment, but I think she might respect the fact that you're being straight with her. All right. 
Um, so, but you, you, you have a desire to still be friends. I think that what you're going to have to do is sort of leave that in, in her hands for a while. I think that you can, I think that you can dump somebody. I think that you can be clear, but again, you can also be kind and you have to have a reason as to why when she asks why, because everybody will always ask why you don't want to be with me. And then as Mocha said, she's going to want to go, you know, sort of back and, and get the timeline of things. But when it comes to being a friend, I think that that's, that's going to be, that's going to be up to her. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a huge mistake for you to dump somebody and then reach out and ask them if they want to see you socially. I don't think you can do that. I think that you're messing with the girl All at right. that point. I can understand that. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. All yeah. right, Owen. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, brother. Take care, man. Good luck. Goodbye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Maury's walking back into the room right now. He's got tissue in his nose. Do you have a nosebleed? Yes. What'd you do? Well, sometimes I pick. Sometimes uh, you pick? Like if there's a little bit of a bump, then you want to get rid of the little bit of a bump. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> like a bumpy booger? Hold you know, on, you pick your nose so hard that it starts bleeding? I Yes, it happens sometimes to the best of us. Oh, no, God. It I'm... happens sometimes to only you. No, but like if you're sitting in there and you're typing away and you feel something that's obstructing your breathing, then sometimes you got to get in there. How deep were you up in there? I, I guess a little bit to the left quite deeply. Let me see. Is there blood on that? What finger? Ew. It's getting better. What finger did you use to pick your nose? This one. Your index finger on your right hand. Yeah, because I go like this. Oh, God. You go like, dude, show us how you do it? Like this. Oh, God, gross. You're so gross. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> and I wanted to tell you that it's National Shower with a Friend Day. <laughs> not it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not it. Also, you're so gross. You're so gross. You gonna be okay? You're yeah, I'm so fine. Just gross. dizzy because just, I've lost a lot of blood. Just you haven't lost that much blood. Also, don't don't go in your room over there and just sit and pick your nose. Where do you put it when you pick it? Under the table. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, dude, you're disgusting. (laughs) Nasty. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, The other performance that took over Mm -hmm. social Mm -hmm. media on Saturday. Did you see this? If you're into Fortnite, you know what I'm talking about. DJ and producer Marshmallow Mm -hmm. was all up on Fortnite Saturday night and. I guess you would call it a performance, performed the first ever virtual reality concert where Fortnite players, their weapons were disabled for like 10 minutes. And you're in an area that looks like there's a festival stage in front of you. And behind two turntables is a marshmallow Fortnite character playing music. And all these Fortnite players are there on the virtual dance floor dancing. Like they're, they're making their characters dance? Like with they're their controllers their at home? Yes! Well, Marshmallow oh, is playing music. I got left behind at some point, man. Hold on, let me play this for you. The world didn't take me to this place. I don't know how I missed that bus. Look at this. Hold on, let me get to the... Oh, Jesus. That's aggressive. Okay, so, yeah, so... Look, Fortnite players are all jumping around, dancing. They're all jumping into the game. And the characters are bouncing all around, dancing. And they can't use their weapons. So they're not allowed to, like, slaughter everybody at this point, right? They're just there to have a good time. Oh, Oh, my God. Get ready for it. It's the build-up. 
Wait till that beat drops. Wait till this beat drops. We did a concert in a video game. And yeah. the characters in the video game that everybody plays. Watch. Oh. Ah, uh, here we go. Here we go. Like this part. It's gonna get loud. I never like this part. I love it. I don't like it. Here we go. I don't like it. No. Take this out. Ah, oh, no. Ah, oh, yeah. Look at that. No. It's not good. It's not good. It's not healthy. Nah, it's not. It's not healthy. So at what point did they turn everybody's guns back on? And did people just start slaughtering each other at the Marshmallow virtual concert? I didn't see the very end. Let me see if I can get to the very end here. That would be amazing. And then amazing. he ended with a song, Happier, with Bastille. Let me see your favorite oh, fine. Thank you for you guys coming out and making history with me today. Yeah, and then that was it. Yeah. And then everyone just went on and on to play the game. Okay. So oh, the- yeah, here, look. Oh, the very last, like, two seconds, all the weapons were... We're turning back on. We're turning back on and we start slaughtering each other. Okay, yeah, good. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Toronto Maple Leaf fans, super happy because it was big news yesterday. Oof. Austin Matthews signing a five-year contract extension. Not bad for the kid, 21 years old. Yeah, it's good for him. Good for him, good for the city. Until they got to sign Mitch Marner. Then it's all. Listen, we're talking about Austin Matthews. Here. Okay, okay, I'm just saying, man. I know, I understand okay. that there's another right. element there. Okay. And we got to secure Mitch Marner as well. I'm nervous. But yeah, yesterday, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, I'm going to play this before we get to the damn it. Uh, Austin Matthews talking real nice about the city, being excited to be playing with the Leafs. Um, I saw him last night. With our friends Tim and Sid over on Sportsnet. I love wearing the Maple Leaf. I love playing in the city, and um, you know the city. Uh, it's amazing to to play in, and just the support that we get from Leafs Nation and all our fans. It's uh, it's like nothing else. So I never imagined, you know, growing up in Arizona, I'd be playing in, in Toronto, the the mecca of hockey. And um, you know, to me, it's it's special, and I'm extremely honored and proud. We're go. happy to have them. I like that. I'm right? happy. We're real happy. Uh, the Dammits, I think that they're happy. <laughs> Dammit Mori and his husband, Dammit Matthew, discussing Austin Matthews being secured by the Leafs last night. Matthew, can you believe this? Is that a good thing? I don't know. <laughs> yes, he's one of the like you know star players. <laughs> and he looks great in his underwear. <laughs> oh, really? I've seen it. <laughs> How much is he going to be making? Um, five years, $11.6 million a year. A year or 11.56? No, 11.6 a year. That's, a year, not not divided between all the years. No, that's $22 million for two years, and then $44 million for four years, and then another $11 million. And he's only 21 or 22 years old. Get out of here. Okay. Thanks. No, seriously. How do you feel about life now? Oh, Maury, I could give two sh- <laughs> Don't you wish you were making that? Yes. 11.6 million a year. What do you want me to do? Get on skates? Start learning how to skate? Like, I don't know what you want from me. I want you to make 11.6 million a year. You make 11.6 million a year. What, you hardly work. Excuse me? More than you do. <laughs> okay. Look at the lines underneath your eyes. <laughs> What are we doing wrong with our lives? Everything. Why can't we make that? We can't even go to London. I can't even go two blocks from here. (laughs) 
Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Sonia, Sonia, Sonia. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. You sound sad. I don't know. I'm just... Sleepy. Okay. Oh, okay. So, Sonia, you wrote us this. Razamoka fixed my life. I'm getting married in three months. My fiance and I have been together for eight years. It's a long time. Congratulations. Uh, the closer we get to the wedding, the more I panic about marrying into his family. We've great relationship before we got engaged, but something shifted, and now I'm noticing a lot more underhanded comments at me, and I worry about my family. The worst part is my fiance accepted a loan from his parents to buy us a house because we can't do it on our own, and my parents don't make enough to help out. I'm feeling really guilty and inadequate. Uh, it's making me less excited for our wedding. Ay, 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 girl. Sonia, what <laughs> do you think shifted from the time you were dating to now being three months away from your wedding? And what is it that your future in-laws are saying to you? Because you said uh, they're making underhanded comments. Yeah, I don't know what shifted because like the most recent one I can think of is so they gave us the loan for the house, right? Mm-hmm. And he, she was bringing us some forms that we needed for the mortgage. And my fiance said something along the lines like, oh, that's nice. And she's like, you know what would be nice? And she looked me dead in the eye. And she's like, if your parents gave you some money. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Um. And like just little comments like here and there, like, oh, you're so lucky to have him. Like if you guys ever broke up, he'd have no problem finding somebody new. Yeah, God. Wow, they sound yeah. like real jerks. Yeah, that. Yeah, this, no, but here's yeah. the thing: they're not that mean. Like, they're not like upfront mean. It's like really few and far apart. That's why yeah. it's so confusing. Let me ask you a question: Have you guys, in the past little while, or at all, gone through any sort of rough patch, you and your fiance? Mm, no, we've been together eight years. We've never broken up, and okay, I think we're pretty solid. <laughs> uh, oftentimes, when you get this kind of reaction from parents, it's that your fiance tells his parents everything that goes on in your relationship and mm-hmm. and and that and that's a that's that's a problem that's a huge problem um, yeah. but uh you know they're looking out for him and i don't yep. know i don't know if how you convince them that you guys are a unit i think that a lot of that has to be up to your fiance what kind of conversations has he had? So when, when his mother says to you, would have been nice, or when his mother says to you, if you guys ever break up, don't worry, my son's a stud. He's going to be with somebody instantly. <laughs> what does, what's your fiance's reaction in those moments? Well for, well, for like the stud comments, he'll be like, he'll just like kind of laugh because it's kind of like a, I don't know, because me and him like to troll each other a lot. We, we've known each other since grade school and we were buddies <laughs> yeah. for like a long but, but this time. Isn't, this, isn't you, this isn't you trolling your fiance, though. This is... Mm-hmm. Like your this future is, husband here. Yeah, this is his mother. Yeah. This is his mother being, being a jerk to you. So what is he? Yeah. Does he say anything to his mother? No, no. See, that's not a, really. That, that's a problem. Yeah, he should be standing it's up for you. Also, I feel like the fact that they gave you guys money for your first home together, they feel like they are entitled to say whatever it is they want. They're holding that power over you. Yeah, 100%. That's why I didn't want to take it. They didn't give you guys money. They gave their son money. That's what I said. Yeah. Like That's what I always say. And he's yeah. like, no, it's for us. No, it's not. They did it for us. No, it's, it's not. not for you. No, they did, it. <laughs> they, they did it for him. What are, the, what are the parameters of the loan? Do you guys have to pay that back? Um, so they're saying because it's a third of like their investment money, they're just like, you can take your time paying it back. Like we don't need it right away because we're not that close to retiring or anything like that. Right. Um, but Christian, or sorry, that's my fiance. Yeah. He says that we can, 
he's like, he's made a plan and he's like, we're going to be able to pay it back in two to three years. No problem. I, I, here's my advice to you is that I, years ago, years ago, I was dating a woman who was from a girl who was from a real great family. And I had grown mm-hmm. up, I had grown up in Acton and I knew her family thought that I was trash. Yeah. Where were they from? Because you're acting small town. They were from uh, a very nice place in Oakville. Oh, okay. And every time I was in the room with them, I felt like I was auditioning for them. Every time I was with them, I found that it didn't matter about my relationship. I just was seeking the approval of people who I didn't even really like. Oh, yeah. And had I been a little bit older and it was a better relationship, what you have to do in those moments is you have to sit down with your fiance and realize that there are priorities, okay? Above all, at the very, very top is your relationship. And if there's something outside of your immediate relationship that is bothering you or hurting you or making you feel uncomfortable, you have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And that includes crap comments from his mother, okay? Mm -hmm. The other thing that you're not gonna do, and I realized this years ago, is never risk the relationship with your family because of the approval from another family, mm-hmm. okay? Your family is number two on your list, and then so on and so forth. Then you just keep going down the pyramid, and then you get to your friends and everything else. But you guys at the very, very top have to have these conversations, and he has to have these conversations with his mom and dad. He's he got, has to. He's got to tell his mom to like, stop making these comments. That's not cool. You know, and, and, and also, you are not the first woman in this world who would feel that she would be happily married if it weren't for her husband's family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you know, this is just something we all have to deal with. Yeah. I think the last time was a few years ago. He had a conversation with them. and He was like, do you not like her? Like, or, and then they were just like, no, we love her. We wish she was our daughter. And, yeah. And I was just like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, Sonia? It doesn't sound that bad. It sounds like you guys can figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Good luck, okay. Sonia. Wait, wait. Can what? I tell you my favorite? No. Oh, I mean, okay, go ahead. Yeah, go okay, ahead. Okay, between... Okay. Ra- hold on. Between Roz, Mocha, and your future mother-in-law, <laughs> who's your favorite? <laughs> okay, my answer's a little complicated because my gut says Roz, yeah. but... If, but if I was like stuck in a room for a long time, I'd probably want to be with Mocha. Uh, <laughs> so Mocha's your answer. I'm starting to think that maybe you're the problem and it's not your mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I don't want to be in a room for a long time. Hey, nobody want to be in a room with Roz. <laughs> Thanks, Sonia. Thanks, guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Um, Dan Mori was watching Jeopardy last night, yeah. and I have to play this for you because he posted this on his Twitter, okay. and then somebody saw it and posted it on Reddit, and people started commenting. Okay. And I guess it was a question relating to the city of Toronto. English-speaking peoples for 600. Rob Ford, on the left, was a controversial Toronto mayor. Brother Doug was elected premier of this province in 2018. John? What is Ontario? Correct. Ah, What is Ontario, John? What is Ontario? That's all right. So I saw the... Because I I don't follow Maury on on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see it on his Twitter. The way I saw it was in the... Toronto subreddit. Oh. So who put it there? You did more? No, you didn't. Somebody, Somebody took, else tweet? Oh, took oh. it. And I was like, I'm just like, oh, okay, general comments. And then you get down close to the bottom. Oh, no. That's where all the hate lives. 
and Reddit. This is not the second time that Maury has posted, been on Reddit where people like, people said some like real mean things one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Maury. I don't need to laugh, buddy, but. What so, do they say now? Commenter on Reddit who goes by the name of Hotel Hotel 99 says, Wow. What an annoyingly narcissistic Twitter account. <laughs> Do you want to come in and defend yourself more against Hotel Hotel 99? <laughs> and then, I mean, People somebody did, savage. Like, somebody I love did Reddit, come to your defense, Maury. Oh, okay. And they said, he's a radio station personality. What else do you expect? Oh, he interviews geez. slash meets a ton of people yeah. slash celebrities. Yeah. What do you expect? So, I'm sorry. I'm not going to, like, no, I am going to defend myself, but I'm not going to be hurt by the comment because. Good job. Thank you. Uh, it took me a minute. But it's my Twitter, mm-hmm. and I'm. it's there to have fun and be you. Yes, you're right. And then somebody else underneath all those comments wrote, you're not wrong. So what I'm trying to figure out is if this person's saying you're not wrong, that Maury has an annoyingly narcissistic Twitter account, or if that person's saying you're not wrong about Maury being a radio station personality and interviewing all these celebrities. Do you have to use the word annoying if you're going to use the word narcissistic? Doesn't it mean the same thing? <laughs> yeah, well, can you be... not pleasantly narcissistic. Yeah, no, true, true. Well, no, some people can be narcissistic and still endearing. I think that's me. No, it's not you. <laughs> Sorry. Roz. I don't mean to sound like the comment section on the subreddit, but that is not you. Roz, it's different when it's face to face versus like <laughs> if you texted that to me, it's better. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Ariana Grande uh, tried to fix her the tattoo mm-hmm. that was wrong. The Japanese tattoo where it reads uh, barbecue, barbecue grill, barbecue grill. Now I only read that. I had not. There's. Nobody who's Japanese called into the show to say, yeah, I can read that, and this is what it says. I'm only going by what articles say, and I don't trust any of that stuff. I have not been able to independently verify that Ariana Grande had barbecue grill tattooed on her hand. So, according to Cosmo, Ariana Grande went and tried to get the tattoo fixed, (laughs) but it's still wrong, and now reads... Japanese barbecue finger. Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> somebody <laughs> on Twitter. Shut up. Swear. Somebody on Twitter yeah. posted yesterday. Wow. How? Now Ariana's tattoo reads, quote, Japanese barbecue finger. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, you should have just left it. Yeah, but he should have just left alone. Just left it at Charcoal Barbecue Grill. We would have forgot about it by the end of the weekend. Yeah. And God, move you, on with your life. Now you have to try and like, what else can you add to it to build a full sentence around that? Like Japanese he, barbecue finger is what I use to write these dope lyrics. Yeah, something like that. You know what I mean? It's got to be something. You have to be able to to add to that to to fix it. But then it... At what point do you end, though? 
It, you could just until you get the sentence right, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but you're really limiting yourself. You're though. limiting to the size of your hand. But and your starting point is Japanese barbecue finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, your options are slightly limited at that point. Completely. Completely. It's really interesting too because you you wonder how many people have kanji tattoos or Japanese tattoos on them that are just completely wrong or say something completely different. Yeah, like you wonder that, right? Like Catherine has them. I I have a couple. Catherine has a couple on her hip, and oh yeah, I, I've never once asked her what they mean. Oh damn, never. It could be like it's some, never. It's never come up. Like next dude's name, maybe. Yeah. But why would you get an English like a like a white guy's name and? In Japanese, I, 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 why would you get a, a white guy's name in Japanese on your hip? Like, that just seems weird to me. Like, who would do that? Maybe Catherine. But no, but I've never asked. I've never once asked. Yeah. And, and Do you have any Japanese art? I do, yeah. I have them on my arms. Oh, yeah, that's right. On your yeah, forearms. Yeah. You know what they say? One guy was... Uh, they say Japanese barbecue arm? Yeah, they say Japanese barbecue arm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Question for you. Yeah. How much you love your dog? Oh, man. I love him a lot. What do you love your dog more than? Name some things in the world that you love your dog more than you love this. I love my dog. Do you love your dog more than work? <laughs> do you love your dog more than the show? No. Oh. Okay. I mean, yeah, no, I don't. I'm sorry. Sorry, okay. Tig. Do you love your dog more than me. I do not. Do you love your dog more than Maury? Hell yeah. Okay. Do you love your dog more than your car? I do. Do you love your dog more than wrestling? Oh man, why you gotta say that? Yes, you know what? I do. I love my dog more than wrestling. Do you love your dog more than your wife, Jenna? Absolutely not. Okay. So let me read you this. Dog owners have more love for their pets than their partners, a new survey finds. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> Is this why you want a dog, Maury? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like many dog owners are in more loving relationships with their dogs than their human partners, according to a new oh, survey. no. Yeah, so a whopping 67% of dog people said that they love their dog more than their partner. Meanwhile, 47% admitted that they cuddle more with their dog than they do their partner. Do you cuddle more with uh, Tig than no, you do with Jenna? No, I cuddle no? more with Jenna. 53%. Although, I know that Tig loves Jenna more than he loves me, and he cuddles with her more than he would to lay his head on my lap. And 53% of dog owners said that if their partner said, it's the dog or it's me, they would choose the dog. Dog. You don't wow. even have a dog, Mark. Yeah, I was you're, just you are, say. you're willing to leave Matthew over an imaginary dog that you don't even have yet? <laughs> Mark, listen, Mark's just stretching for any type of out whatsoever. <laughs> no, I, I, but I, I wrongly said at home, I said, uh, getting a puppy is the missing thing that we need in our home. Yeah. Like, it's, it's what will bring more love into the house. That's like when couples aren't getting along very well and they decide to have a baby because they think it's going to fix everything. And I can't have a baby. It does not fix anything. But it helps. No, no, it doesn't. Really? No. But He's a dog would help. No, a dog wouldn't I think, help. You know what? I think you and Dan Matthew getting a dog would ruin your relationship. So, like, yeah. there would be no coming back from yeah, no. 
the devastation of what you devastation? guys getting a pet. What devastation? Cuddles you and You guys love? getting a pet. But do you understand that? Because I've had dogs before. Yeah. And... I loved my dogs, man. I mean, I I love my cats now, and I I love my cats probably more than I love than I ever loved my dogs. I love my cats so much, um, but do I love them more than Catherine? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. But Catherine doesn't lick your hair. Uh, you don't know that. You don't know what we do, Holmes. Okay? <laughs> don't, don't start thinking you know my relationship and how we treat each other. Oh man. Okay. That's a little. Well, so what if we do? TMI, bro. TMI. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi. Hi, who's this? It's Catherine. What's up? Not much. I was uh, listening to some of the older podcasts, mm-hmm. um, because one episode is not enough, by the way. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, and I was wondering how much of the uh, spin class soap Maury's got left. How much what? How much spin class? Maury's spin cult? Yeah, because I was wondering, because there's some big Tupperwares out there, but there's also some really small Tupperwares. So. Right. Maury, how much... Oh, how much Because oh, the story was Maury right, 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 right. Um, went to uh, his spin class, which is cult, and he really likes the shampoo soap that they have in the shower. And it's like so, real expensive stuff, too. So instead of going to the store and buying it, he... Which is $150. Went to Spin Cult with a Tupperware, an empty Tupperware, went into the shower and just started pumping this uh, shampoo body wash into his Tupperware so he could bring it home. Uh, how much do you have left and well, how big was, was the Tupperware? It was a small question. Tupperware that I used to use for portion control eating and it says carbs on the side. All right. Works, um, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so that's done, but I've since brought it back and filled it up again. Oh, you have. You've yeah, gone back again. Yeah. But has anyone at your spin call said anything to you after you said that you steal soap from their establishment on the radio? Oh, they they were just like, oh, we heard what you did. And I'm like, yeah, I brought my Tupperware back to get some more. Mm. And they don't care? What are they going to do? Well, I don't know. Cancel you your stop. membership. He doesn't. You think he has a membership? No, I play. I, I pay class this, by class. Look at that face. That is a oh pay as you go face. Hold on yeah. a second. That but is not. Class, I'm a member to anything but face. To pay truth. individual classes equals more than if you were just to buy a membership. Yeah, but then you have to have the money to front the membership. He has no credit. Oh right. That's why he's stealing soap at the gym. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is my question is Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hey Julia, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi. Hi, thanks very much for reaching out. No problem. Thank you so much for calling me back. Okay, so Julia, we're gonna try and get through as much of this as we can. You say Roz and Mocha FML help! Uh, I'm positive I need a shift in my career, but I don't know where to begin. I've been in dental for 10 years, finally got promoted to manager to where I've been for five years with a nice raise. But I'm realizing it's not the title or pay that would make me love the job. I'm only 31 and I feel stuck. I have applied endlessly with no bites. I recently have been approached uh, to consider a job in a different field with the same sort of job. The job would be a minimum of 30K increase, but would alter my lifestyle completely, adding in commute and longer days. How do I choose between my cushy job with security or fulfilling my goal of being a successful woman? Uh, probation period scares me. Why do you not consider yourself to be a successful woman in the job you're in now? Um, I just don't feel I'm respected in that man- like that manner. Um, I still feel like I'm just, you know, a receptionist, even though I'm a manager. Oh, this is a this is a tough one. So, <sighs> Julia, what would make you happy? What do you think would make you happy? I just feel like I want 
I have a lot of skill and I'm not using it and I just want to be able to do more and have more of an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what I do, but I feel like I'm stuck where I am. There's no more growth anymore. It's a small office. So, um, so why are you so hesitant to take another job with a $30,000 a year raise? Just because of the whole like probation period and... But every every job has a probation period now. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. And because like where I am now, I'm so used to coming home every day at five. Yeah. yeah. And this other job, I'd be home at seven with the commute and Oof. that would change my whole life, mm-hmm. like my yeah. kids. And I have to put a lot of my husband to do at home now and I'm afraid it, it won't you know, there's going to be a lot of battles at home. Yeah. You got a lot of stuff going on. You got a family, you have, uh, geez. Okay. Let's flip it for one second. Let's flip it for one Mm -hmm. second. Let's say that you, let's say you were working crazy hours and it was a job that you felt comfortable in and you were making $30,000 more than you make now. If somebody told you that you could be home at five every single day to be with your family, but you'd have to take a $30,000 pay cut, would you do it? Uh, probably not. Okay. Wow. Really? So, so you're so you're so willing to make you, that jump then? Yeah. So if you had that job that brought you home every night at seven o'clock, and somebody offered you the reverse, what you have right now, you wouldn't take it. No, because I, <clears throat> I assume I would have the security there, which yeah. now I'm leaving the security. I'm gonna let me just give you my opinion on this because I I come at work from a different place than a lot of people I know do. I take happiness out of the factor. Okay. Let's not talk about happiness. Let's not talk about your passions. Let's not talk about doing something that you love. Those are all these sort of things that people are encouraged to do. You're encouraged to uh, go and pursue your passion. It's terrible advice. You are encouraged to do the thing you love. It's terrible advice. Uh, For me, what you want in a job is you want to feel challenged. You want to feel trusted. You want purpose when you go in. Okay? Mm -hmm. Like you you want to be depended on. And you want to be able to set goals and crush goals in that job. Now, you don't have to love your job. The idea of loving your job is so, it, it, it caters to such a small mm-hmm. portion it's of the world. Rare. The majority of people don't love what they do. They're good at it which I think is more important than loving it. I think killing something is far more important than loving it. And and find love in other parts of your life. Feel fulfilled at work. You want to leave the job every day to feel like you crushed it. You did a good job. You made people happy. You made somebody else a little bit of money. They depended on you and you came through for them. That's what you want out of a job, right? Because that's ultimately what's going to make you feel good. Don't worry about happiness. Don't worry about doing the thing you love. Don't follow your passion. None of that stuff. Find all that in other parts of your life because if you're doing this at work you will then look for those things and the feeling of loving something and being fulfilled and finding a passion outside of work will mean so much more when it's not your job also 30 grand a year yeah i know the <laughs> and i don't feel challenged where i am now other thing i would say julia also because you have a family at home is what's best for your family exactly yeah right? and that's where i'm like Definitely would change a lot of things. It would open a lot of doors for us as a family. Have you talked to your husband about this? Yeah, and he, his response is, we we make it through everything. Don't worry about it. Done. Just do what you want. Done. <laughs> Done. Yeah. See, that's great. Done. That's a great guy you have. You'll you'll make it. Yeah. You'll, you will yeah. figure it out and make it work. You think there's a new gig that you'll you'll feel challenged? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, go for it, girl. Also, thirty grand. <laughs> well, what? <No. laughs> you know. 
sit in the car for an extra 90 minutes a day for $30,000 a year? Yeah, get you a new Louis purse? <laughs> Gucci belt? Listen, 30 grand? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, man, do it. Do it. And I'll tell you, the, the problem for anybody else listening right now with that whole, you know, follow your passion or do the thing you love. And what's that saying that they put on posters? If you do the thing you, you love, you'll never work a day in your life or something stupid like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it's, it's so dumb because I'll tell you, I know many people who have done the thing that they love where you loved it when it wasn't your job. And then now that it's your job, that thing that you love, some guy walks up to you who's your boss and says you suck at it. Yeah. Or the thing that you love isn't up to his standards. Or the thing that you love is now the thing that stresses you out over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Been there. <laughs> uh, I think you. I think you know. You sound like you got a great family, and Mocha's right. Uh, you know, as long as you guys have figured this out and it's the best thing for the family, then go for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. All right, Julia. Right? Thank you for listening. Thank you. Good luck. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Roz and Mocha's fix my life only on Kiss. Hey, so there are a ton of new emojis coming. What? Yo, fist bump, fist bump, fist bump. Including muscle arm, muscle arm, muscle arm. And then hands up in the air, followed by fire, 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 fire. Including uh, waffle sloth people in wheelchairs. Yep. Sorry. It's not a waffle sloth in wheelchairs. There's no commas in this headline. <laughs> no, okay. it's like a waffle. <laughs> Including, this is what I read. This and is and okay. a sloth. Okay. And so, people in wheelchairs. Right, so it's a waffle, a sloth, and people in wheelchairs. Correct. Not waffle sloth people in wheelchairs. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Yo, I'm so hyped for these new emojis, man. What would that look like? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going through most of these, and yeah. most of them are going to be used for... For people to to just say how drunk they are, right? For sure. Like even the ones with disabilities, like you're gonna get the guy in a wheelchair, and people are just gonna use it to tell other people how drunk they were. Right. I'm so drunk, I need a wheelchair. Yeah. I'm right? so drunk, my legs don't work. I'm so drunk, I'm deaf. Right. Right. I'm so drunk, I'm blind. Right. Like all the disability ones, you know, are just gonna be for people to talk about how loaded they are. When would you ever use the sloth? I don't know. When you're super tired, like oh, oh Mondays. Yeah. Am I right, everyone? By sloth, do you mean waffle sloth people in wheelchairs, <laughs> Mari? <laughs> I can't get that image out of my head. <laughs> uh, there's gonna be a drop of blood, which represents menstruation. Okay. Uh, there are going to be new foods, including uh, butter, yeah. onions, yeah. and a juice box. Yeah. New animals, including a flamingo, uh-huh. as the mentioned sloth, and a skunk. Uh, there's going to be lots of emojis focusing on the disabilities. As we said, there's going to be a yawning face, and then there's going to be uh, the hand making like a pinch gesture. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, which so- is going to be an incredibly inappropriate. Why is that? Because people are going to use that, you know. Yeah, explain, Mari. Yeah, gladly. People are going to use that to measure men's woo So, oh, you mean like it's going to be used in a derogatory way? Yeah, like your woo is this big. Oh, man. See what I mean? So it's either going to be drunk or making fun of junk, right? <laughs> like, you can't win with emojis. You can't. Also, somebody, please, if you're an artist, draw a picture of a waffle sloth person in a wheelchair, please. <laughs> I need to see what that looks like. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You know, they always say Canadians are super hot and super nice and super polite. Mm-hmm. I think I just found the most, and that we always like apologize for everything, right? I think I found the greatest apology 
to the city that was posted on Reddit by somebody over the weekend. Okay. Somebody apologized to Toronto? To the entire city. Okay. And the subject simply reads, Hey, Toronto, sorry about yesterday. Oh. I was driving a very large moving truck that I wasn't used to, and I know for sure I held people up along college between Christie and Jarvis driving really, really slow. I was freaked out by the streetcar tracks and didn't want to take any risks. It was a really stressful day, and I'm so sorry to y'all. The new place looked great, and I hope you all survived the snow. Uh, 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 uh. Tell me that's not like the yeah. most Canadian thing to do. Yeah, poor ever. guy. Poor guy. That's uh, when you have like when you do feel genuinely bad. I had I had a moment like that the other night, man. Oh, did you really? Oh, what happened? And I never. And you know, it's funny. I like I. I it only hit me afterwards, and I really wish I could have apologized to the dude because I just didn't get the chance. So during the massive snowstorm, yeah, right. I live on a one-way, like a one-way street. Okay. With It's narrow and there's parking and whatever else. Like a lot of streets in this city. And during the snowstorm, when I was coming home that night, like it was the night of the snowstorm, so it was, it was heavy. And I'm coming home and I'm in a cab. And the cab slowly going down my street. And oftentimes when I'm on my street and I'm getting out of a car... People, impatient a-holes behind me will start honking, right? Oh, like if a cab stops for two seconds, some jerk gives you the honk. And I get out and I'm always like, dude, come on. Like, yeah. where are we going to go? Chill. And so it was a snowstorm and I'm in a cab and I cab stops in front of my house. And all I hear is beep, 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 beep behind us. And I get out of the car and I walk over this guy's car and I'm like, <gasps> dude, what are you doing? Do you even live here? Yeah. What is the rush? Look at it out. And I'm laying into him right through his window, yelling at him through yeah, his window. Yeah, yeah. I have a hoodie on, so he doesn't know. Of course. Right? <laughs> you probably thought you were going to Yeah. I have, a, I, have, I have a hoodie on. I have a hoodie on. And I un, he unrolls the window, and, I'm, and he says something to me. And I go, whatever, man. And I start walking away. And as I'm turning and I'm getting over the snowbank, yeah. what he says to me was, I was honking because I couldn't stop. <laughs> oh no, like Luke, out, get out yeah, of the way. Yeah, like, get wanna, out the way. I don't want to hit you guys. I don't want to hit you. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. You're the jerk. And I'm the jerk. That yeah. goes up to something random yeah. and starts yelling at yeah. him. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And as I'm, I'm locking my door in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, well, oh no. <laughs> Sir, come back. I'm so sorry. Hey, he was gone. You want to come in for some tea? <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Last night was a dream getting home. There's nobody on the roads. It took me record time last night during the week. I don't think I made it home no, faster. Are I don't you serious? Think, yeah, yeah. Last night, like at 6 o'clock, 5.30. Really? Yeah. I, had, I have not made it home that fast. So ET Canada is at Don Mills and Eglinton up by the Science Center. Yeah. And I got to go down the DVP and then across the entire city on the Gardner. And I haven't made it home that fast mm. from ET Canada since one of the days that I worked on a Sunday. Really? Yeah. Dead. Empty. Dead. Under, wow. tw- under 20 minutes. Yeah, because a lot of people... Oh, what? Yeah. Are you under, serious? Under 20 minutes. That's, that's usually like, that's usually 50 minutes for me. I think a lot of people either stayed home yesterday or they left Oof. work early yeah. to get home. Because when I left here, I left this building at 10.15 yesterday morning. Yeah. 
and we don't have windows in our studio, so I couldn't see. We were talking about the weather. <laughs> yeah, I know. No right? idea, though. But I had no idea yeah. what it was like, and I got outside, and it was a mess, yeah. and people were sliding all over the place. Yeah. It took me an hour to get home when it usually takes me 30 minutes. And I was going northbound on the 400, and it was just, it was a sloppy mess, right? And I was in the far right lane going between like 30 and 40, and I had my four ways on. Really? You were the guy with the four ways on? Can I tell you how many people, like, people are mad, but I was like, screw you guys, I'm getting home safe. Yeah. Somebody was high beaming me. Yeah. Another, like, and it was mainly like the big, not big trucks, not the 18 wheelers, but like, you know, your Dodge truck, your Ram truck, whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. were all going around and like speeding really? by. Like, I couldn't believe. Yeah. And it was a mess yesterday. Yeah. I couldn't believe the amount of people that were treating the roads as if it were a Wednesday in the summertime. Yeah, no, it was It was as if everybody, it was as if somebody poured slushy all over the roads yeah. yesterday. Like, it was real crazy. How was your drive home, Warren? There was nobody on Jarvis. Nobody. I mean, but the thing is, you can't see the lines, so you're kind of just assuming you're going down the right way. Yeah. But there was nobody on the road. But you don't have winter tires on your car either. No, I have all seasons, right. which should cover winter. No, that's not uh, what that that's means. That's misleading. <laughs> Even with my winters on, I'll still drive my four ways. Oh, is there anything please. more embarrassing? Because I had to walk last night to spin class. Is there anything more embarrassing than while you're on your phone walking and you slip and fall? Yeah. Oh, uh, I do yeah. find that entertaining, though. Yeah, Very. but being the person, you're I like, know. oh my god, is every is anyone? No, you know me? what's funnier than watching somebody f- like slip and fall walking straight? What's that? Is tripping up the stairs. I love that too. That's pretty funny. There's, there's a few <laughs> things in life that I get more joy out of than watching somebody a fall up the stairs. Yeah. Uh, two, walk up to a big glass door that you think is a push, but it's actually a pull, and they run into it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love that. I yeah. love that. I see that in this building all the time. And then, yeah, somebody's slipping on the sidewalk. But being that person, though, it's not fun because then you assume someone's filming you. Because the reality is filming more, you? When you slip on the sidewalk. because yeah, this day and age, it all ends up on YouTube. So you have to almost stand up and go, ta da. No, <laughs> I would say this. In this day and age, you become paranoid because people aren't watching you and people don't care. No, but it could end up on their dash cam. What are we in Moscow? (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I was in such a great mood when I got home. Yeah, you? Oh, I was in such a great mood. Throwing your whole family off. You know how great of a mood I was in when I got home? I turned the lights on. You did? Yeah, I didn't want to sit in the dark for so the remainder of my see day. You? Yeah. In so a yeah. good mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I norm- did normally your I nine year old I... no. look at, at your girl and was like, Mom, what's happening? No, dude, I walked in and she was I'm listening scared. to her playlist on her iPad. Yeah. I was like, Hey, Rox, how's your day? Hey, Rox, how's your day? And then she took one ear off her headphones and she went, Can you get my chicken burger out of the toaster? <laughs> 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 uh, and I'm like, yeah, cool, me too. Yeah, I had a great day. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Catherine's on the phone. Hi, doctor. She wasn't home. No, I uh, no, yesterday I wanted to I, I wanted to revel in the day. Like I wanted to I felt like it, it was like we were coming out of something, like we were sort of all collectively moving past the thing that that was awful and yeah. coming out the other side. And that was only a week ago. Imagine a- that. Seven days Isn't ago, crazy? the city was legit like shut down yeah. because at this time there was like 20 centimeters of snow out yeah. and the plows were 
all over the GTA trying to get rid of all that snow to make it safe for your morning commute. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Only seven That's days nuts, ago. huh? One week. And we hit 10 degrees overnight. Yeah. And my kid still ignores me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Huge announcement. <gasps> what? Huge? Hold on. Huge. BTS is going to appear at the Grammys. Oh! Now, I learned a little while ago that if you say something terrible about BTS, it ruins your weekend because oh, their fans uh, say terrible things to you all weekend. I love BTS so much. <laughs> they are so talented. And there's, their songs are amazing. I have zero complaints about any of them. There's only one thing in this world that I love more than I love BTS. Hamburgers. BTS fans. Oh, right. Oh, you guys are so passionate. They are the best. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and when I read this headline, I thought we'd have like super great news saying that BTS were going to perform Don't at the Grammys. Don't say bad news about BTS. They're going to appear at the Grammys. Oh, like so maybe. they're not going to perform. I believe they're going to present. They're presenting. At the Grammys. Oh, okay. Because they're up for one award, and I think it's a real bogus award too. Yeah, oh. best recording package, which is basically artwork. What? Yeah, it's basically the artwork on the so album. So now they're giving away awards for artwork? Yeah, for your drawing. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. They always have best recording package. I always thought best recording package was like the, the overall package, like how you packaged your stuff together with like everything. Right, like you and your like your tour, like everything. I thought that that was the best recording package, but no, it's like the actual what your CD would look like with liner notes and the cover art and the oh. the photography and oh, everything else. So they're nominated for that. Yeah, so they're nominated you for know, that. Congratulations! They by deserve the way. to win. Out of, I don't even care who else is nominated. Yeah, uh, but they definitely deserve to win. Yeah, they should win everything. They really should. Yeah. Categories that they're not nominated in, it should they should just announce BTS. I uh, but I think that uh, there are a couple of problems that they're. I guess not problems because they do have a lot of stars showing up to be a part of the Grammys. But it's looking like no Taylor Swift <gasps> and no Mar and no Maroon Five. Oh, they must be still tired from the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, because Taylor Swift's only up for one one award, and it's in, also in a really bogus category too: best pop vocal. Oh, she's gonna lose to BTS. Yeah. They're not even nominated, but she will still lose to BTS. Because yeah, they're the greatest. And uh, Maroon 5 also not. So now what they're saying is, so aside from uh, Camila Cabello, Cardi B, uh, Miley Cyrus, Dan and Shay, Her, Post Malone, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Shawn Mendes, Janelle Monae, Casey Musgraves, mm -hmm. now the big question is, will Drake show up? Hell no! You don't Drake? think so? Nope. Okay. Nope. Drake ain't showing up to the Grammys. Okay. When was the last time Drake showed up to the Grammys? Well, he exactly was it last year that he didn't sub he, he didn't submit a couple of years right Man, like Drake, he treated the Grammys like he did the Junos like he did the Junos Drake doesn't need the Grammys I don't know man I don't know I think Drake may show up this year I I would be very surprised you would huh yeah yeah I well, would be very very surprised anyway as we said though it doesn't matter if Drake no. shows up it doesn't matter if Taylor Swift is not there or Maroon 5 isn't there it doesn't no. matter that Post Malone is there or had, or had Chili Peppers or Shawn Mendes or Janelle Monae it doesn't matter to any of these people nope the big story today is that uh, uh, BTS will be presenting an award at the Grammys I cannot <laughs> wait until Feb 10 to watch the Grammys on City TV uh, I love it. yeah the Roz and Mocha Show podcast Ariana Grande just pulled out of the Grammys what yep what happened I guess she had a disagreement with the producers of the show. Oh, God. Because she wanted to do Seven Rings. Yeah. This is just what's being reported. That she wanted to do Seven Rings. Mm. And 
they wanted her to do a different song. Like Thank You Next or something? Or maybe the song that she's nominated for, uh-huh. which is, I believe, If God Is A Woman, right? Okay. And then they agreed on a medley where she would get to play part of Seven Rings, but then they couldn't agree on what the second song was, so she got frustrated and pulled out. And one of the... Th- interesting parts of the story that's being reported is that those stipulations weren't put on all the other artists. So it may be some of the other artists, but not everyone What, was, to do a medley? No. Or to, to do a specific song? To dictate what was what they performed. Wait, who... So she feels that she was singled out by the Grammys. Oh, so the other artists we, could do whatever it is they want. As far as we know, that these sure. stipulations weren't imposed on uh, on any of the other performers, that it was only Ariana Grande. Hmm. Which is interesting. That's weird. I wonder why. Is yeah. it because the song's too new, do you think? Seven Rings? Yeah. Mm. Or is it just that it's not... I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to get her to sing the biggest song that she released in the past 12 months. But they also like, disagreed on the second song. That's strange. Right? I'd have hating on Ariana. Like, what could those two songs have been? So she wanted to do Seven Rings, and then she was like, okay, if I do a little bit of Seven Rings, I'm also going to do... God is a Woman. God is a Woman. Or Thank You Next. Or Thank You Next. Like, why not? What could they possibly have disagreed on? It makes no sense. But anyway, so she... has got a big catalog, man. So she dipped. Ariana Grande is not performing at the Grammys. Well, good for you for standing up for yourself. That's huge, man. Listen... That's huge. So no Taylor Swift. Yeah. Not, I mean, Taylor Swift's nominated for one, but whatever. Uh, but so no Taylor Swift performing, no Ariana Grande performing. That's big. Yeah. That's big. See, the Grammys and the Academy Awards, the people that run those organizations, Yeah, I think they try to, especially with all these stories coming out, they try to strong arm the stars a little bit yeah, too much. Yeah. Apparently, the same thing happened to Lord last year, where she wanted to play a song from her melodrama uh, CD, and yeah. and they said no, but we'll give you a chance to be a part of this uh, Tom Petty tribute, and she declined and didn't show up. Yeah, I remember that, but and, and that does make sense because, jeez, oh, I mean, you know, do you let Lord perform on that album alone on the Grammys? I don't think you do. But Ariana Grande is one of the biggest artists in the world right now, oh, for and sure. she was going to perform solo. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to dictate what song she did on the stage. Which, if you ask me, it would be Thank You, Next. For sure. And If God and, is a Woman. And God is a Woman. Those I, are the two biggest songs of... Uh, and then end with for, Seven Rings. Yeah. For the Grammys. Yeah, but she wanted to do Seven Rings and only Seven Rings. Oh. Apparently. I don't know. So anyway, so no Ariana Grande at the Grammys. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, you sent a tweet last night, Mar. Yeah. Um, talking about The Simpsons. <laughs> yes, because it's so, it was renewed. Yeah. Okay. So I just the, assume The Simpsons are always going to be renewed. Okay. So the Sim. So the headline was uh, from Rolling Stone: The Simpsons has been renewed by Fox for a thirty-first and thirty-second season. Okay. Consecutively. Yes. And then Maury wrote, "Wow, this show has been on longer than some people have been alive." <laughs> A lot of people, really. Maury, but then Maury. you wrote back, and I was like, yeah. I don't get it. Maury, this show, the Roz and Mocha show, today on February 7th, 2019, has also been on the air longer than some people have been alive. Yes. Yeah. For example, right? Roz's daughter. No. <laughs> My son. A lot of people. A, a kid that is born now. This show's been on longer. 
Yeah. It's been on longer than some people have been alive. What were you trying to say? Like, were you trying to say there are people who are 26 years old that don't know a world without the Simpsons? Yeah. Right. The news tonight on TV when it starts, will have been on longer than some people have been alive. Oh, but you could say that about anything. Though. Yes, you could. That's what I'm trying to say. Right, but I mean... You can't say when, not, wrong. when something's been on the air for 25 years to say, wow, this show's been on the air longer yeah. than some people have been alive. It shouldn't be surprising. <laughs> no, but it was, because if you think about it, like 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. There are people who are five... Yes, there right, are a lot that, of people that, that are five. That's saying something different. Like there are people who, their whole there are people whose The Simpsons are older than them. <laughs> yes, yes, a lot of people. But there are, I, but there are also people who you know, there are cars that are more, <laughs> more around Maury. longer than some people who have been alive. No, but I don't think Maury. you understand it exactly what I'm saying. Okay, Maury. When you say it's just that some people, Maury, we started this show at six o'clock this morning. Yes. There was a kid born at 645. This show that we're doing right now. Today's show. Today's show <laughs> oh, has been on the air longer than some people have been alive. No, but that's like pulling it like hair. No, no. <laughs> Today's show. Yeah. The thing we're no, doing but now. Maury, my point the amount is, of time that we've been on the air right now. Three minutes and 30 seconds. No, but my point is. Has been is, on the air longer than some people have been alive. Simpsons is 30 years old. Yes. That's longer than like five minutes. The Simpsons is 30 years right. old. But there are people. Yep. There are people. Yes. Who that show has been around for longer. <laughs> but you could say that about a lot of things. I, understand. I am and I did. No, no, no. I understand if you say. I understand, like, fully, if you were to say... Like, God, did I word it wrong? Should I have said many people? No! <laughs> no, like, if you I were can't. to say, if you were to say, there are people who are 32 who don't know the world without The Simpsons. Yes. That is understandable. But to say The Simpsons have been on the air longer than some people have been alive... Am I, is it because I should have said all people? No, not all people, because I'm older than The Simpsons. So I'm just wondering what word I should have used. You should have just been specific. Oh, like name the people. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. You consider yourself to be a millennial, right, Mocha? Consider? <laughs> Full-fledged, man. Okay, so millennials, they say prefer the music from the golden age of pop. And not only that, but it's they find it to be more recognizable. And when they say the golden age of pop, they mean like 60s through 90s as opposed to stuff released in the 21st century. So what they did is they sat down a group of 18 to 25 year olds, which yeah. you are yep. 100% a part of. Uh-huh. And they played them Clips of songs. Now, yes. they play them clips of songs, songs released between 1960 and 1999. Yeah. And then they also play them songs from 2000 to 2015. Okay. Once they got to 2025 to 2015, their knowledge of songs and being able to identify what the names and artists were diminished greatly. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So, we're going to do that with you right now. Would okay. you like, to, would you like to, to play along here? Well, I'm in that demo. Okay, you are. You are. Um, go with uh, song number five. Mocha, number song number five. Okay. 
Number 10? You should let me love you. Yes, Mario, let me love you. Why does it say Alicia Keys here? Oh, Maury screwed up. Oh, I was just about to give you the big honk, but you got one wrong. Okay, um, go back to, oh, song number three, please. Song number three. People are screaming at you right now. What song is that? No idea. Come on. Is that Jackson 5? No. Is it just Michael Jackson? Can I hear it again? You can hear it again. Yeah. People are freaking out at you right now, man. People is that are Michael Jackson? freaking out at you I don't right know. now. Listen, I'm a millennial. I don't know. Yeah. Maury, what is that? Maury's shaking his head. Shem's in the room right now. He's shaking his head. Do you know it, Shem? Yeah, he oh, does. What is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, bro, that's Say, Say, Say by Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Oh. Oh. oh the only Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson song in my world yeah. is The Girl Is Mine. Oh, good one. Uh, song 14, Mocha, please. Song. By the way, uh, they say that... I don't mille- have song 14. They say that uh, millennials are able to identify songs from the golden age of pop more so than they are um, Give me with, another the, one. with the classics. Um. Oh, here, go with uh, song number eight. Song number eight. What song is that? That I don't know. Really? I don't know. Okay, one. so this is from 1991. So that is uh, Rush Rush by Paula Abdul. Oh! Okay, everybody has their fingers in the air right now. You want to play it one oh, more time? Uh, one sweet day, one sweet day, one sweet day. Oh, I knew it, I knew it. Shout out to all my millennials out there. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? It's Tamika. Mocha? What? I'm very disappointed in you. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Because you did not know Rush Rush from Paula Abdul. Mm-hmm. Yo, sorry. Who cares? Yo, what are you talking about? That was the baddest song. All right, fine. Well, like, whatever. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm disappointed. 
Very disappointing. You can play did you stra- know you, can- you guys could play this game on Google Home? No. No, did not know that. I don't yeah. have I don't have Google Home. Oh, come on. You got to get Google no, Home. Man, get with I don't, no, I yeah, don't how like- you expect to listen to Rush Rush on repeat? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I don't I don't like having that stuff in my house. You know that. You know what? It's kind of fun still. You play with the kids. They're good. It's really good. Yeah. No, no, no. I have a whole bunch of different games. No, but yeah, they, it has this game on Google Home. Thank you, Tamika. I'm disappointed, Mocha, but I do love you, though. Uh, I love you, too, girl. <laughs> Later. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I know a lot of people have been clamoring uh, for a Sex in the City reunion and a movie yes. and everything else, but we know that that's Ooh. not going to happen. Um, but the L word is officially back. I never watched that show. You never watched it. Is it because you're not a lesbian? No, I didn't know it was a. That's what the L stood for for the longest oh, time. Oh, really? Yeah, I even knew that. Showtime, Showtime, and I think so, in Canada, Showcase. So they announced the L word that it was coming back in. I think it was like last year, sometime like last summer. Mm-hmm. But the details are out now. So the show's original series creator, um, Irene Chaikin, is the executive producer, and. Jennifer Beals, Catherine Moaning, and uh, Laisha Haley, who played Bet, Shane, and Alice, are also all coming back oh, wow. uh, to executive produce and reprise their roles. And then they're going to introduce a whole bunch of new characters, I guess. But it's sort of a sequel as opposed to a reboot, which to me is the way things should be. That's better. Because we, you have all those feelings for an original show. This guy's just listen, if the people doing Batman, right? <laughs> do what the L word did. <laughs> like, just take what other people have done and just continue on with it. Don't do a reboot of something because then it changes what the thing that you loved. Like, bring back Michael Keaton and continue the story. No, 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 no. So no, is the no. is this going to air on on Showtime? On Showtime, that's yeah. where it originated from. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't and, know if this was one of those things where they take a super hot show from back in the day and put it like on. Netflix. No, interesting. Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, it did six seasons on uh, on Showtime. Wow. And I wow, guess really? yeah. And when is it going to air? I think before the end of the year they said it'll be on the air. Oh, so shoot. sometime sometime this year. Yeah. Sometime this year it'll be on. But no, I never watched the L word either. I knew what it I was though. L stood for loser. Oh. Cuz like when you're a kid, the uh, you put an L on your forehead, the L word. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. That's like it's you know, you want to hear something interesting mm. is um Kids now, I get confused all the time when about the S word. Okay, because when we were growing up, the, the S, S word the is, S word is the S word. We all know what the S word is, yeah. right? Yeah, that's not the S word anymore. What's the S word now? That, that is the S H word. So it's replaced it. What's the S word? The S word is stupid. Oh, because yeah. you can't say that. Yes. Back when we were kids, you could. Right. So now the S word is stupid, is stupid and the SH word is the other one. It's so the how, other one that so, has two extra letters. So how would you use <laughs> Yes. So do, when kids are saying that, do they go, oh, you're such an SH? Or do they say, oh, you're such an S? No, kids don't generally do that. That's why it's called the S word and the SH word. Oh, they don't word. use it in a sentence. No, it's okay. not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I will say this. Like, even just now saying the S word, like saying the S word, it now is almost like saying the S word. Like saying... The words. Wait, are we the, talking the word "stupid" or the other one? And either of them. Oh, let's, okay. let's let's change it. Saying the f word. Yes. Okay. So if I if I now say the f word, like nobody says it, 
it's as if I say now the F word. It means the same thing now. It's, yeah, not, it's not as dramatic. Oh, I understand. You, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. it's, 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 it means the same thing now. Yeah. Which is really wild to me because back in the day, it never did. No. But now even just saying the words, the F word, it just means the exact same thing. Yeah. But okay. It's so, it's so wild with kids now. Like it really, it really isn't how much has changed. But yeah, the S word is no longer the S word. The S word is stupid. And the SH word is, I can't say it. But you know what I I mean? (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Question for you. Hit me. They ask people, how do you know when you've made it? How do you know when you've made it? When you've made it. Like when you've made it, where you say, you know what? That guy's made it or she's made it. Like being successful. Being successful. Like what are the signs Um, that you've made it? they, they They put a list together, but go ahead. I would say... When somebody is content with their life. No, dude, come on. We're talking about material ownership. I would say oh, fa- like fancy shoes. Fancy shoes. There you go, Maury. Oh, okay. Yes. Red Big bottoms. friggin' house with fancy cars. Okay. Uh, a couple of things that did not make the list. Uh, owning a hot tub. Man, that guy's made it. <laughs> Look at that. Hot tubbing. He's got a spa. Uh, I, and I, I remember this. Um, personalized license plates. I have one. Uh, did not make the list. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember years ago, because years ago, you would rarely see a personalized license plate. And when you did, it was always on some super fancy car, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like limos always had personalized That's license right. plates. Like limo yeah. one, limo two. And it was always super rich guys that always had personalized license plates. And now anybody can have one. I used to think if you had a cigar, you've made it. There you go. Uh, so on the list, uh, having a wine cellar. Ooh. Oh. I have a wine rack. Having a uh, platinum credit card. A platinum credit card? Yeah. Nah. Uh, eating at expensive restaurants. I mean, sure. Having a housekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you made it. <laughs> uh, sending your kids to private school. Uh-huh. Uh, being able to spontaneously take fancy vacations. Oh. Spontaneously. Like not planning in advance. Like you, the last minute club. The last minute. <laughs> yes, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, having a private plane or at least being able to fly business class. Man, there's a gap between those. Yeah, big gap. Having a private plane. I would say having a private plane for sure. You've made it. That's like $40,000 to and fly from And not just from go on a private plane Toronto, for a photo New shoot. York. Right. Uh, owning a vacation home or a second home. And number two, not having to work. Oh, that'd be oh the life. that's true. Yeah. Oh, that, that was so the, obvious. That would Wait, be the that's life. number two? That's number two. So what's number one? Number one is being able to retire early. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what about the fancy shoes? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Rebecca. Are you there? Yeah. All right. Roz, Rebecca sent us this text just now. Okay. Hey, Roz and Mocha, I've been listening to you guys since the ninth grade, 2010, and I'm now 22 years old. I recently got my first car, and I'm trying to get past anxiety while driving. Listening to both of you during my commute to work has definitely helped me laugh off the worries. Thanks always. From Rebecca. So, hey, new driver. (laughs) What makes you nervous about driving? Um, Well, actually, I've had my license for a while now. But I just got a car for the first time, so I think it's actually the constant driving and all the people near me. Like, can be 
usually about half an hour, and it's straight to Richmond Hill, so wow. lots of people. Well, listen, uh, Rebecca, we just wanted to call you to say thank you for listening to the show. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like shaking. I've been listening to you guys since high school. So. Oh my god, this is so crazy, <laughs> huh? Okay, between Ross and Mocha, who's yeah. your favorite? Oh my god, <laughs> I prepared for this. Um, I'm so sorry, but it's Mocha. Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but wow, Ross, boy. it's okay. <laughs> You're still cool. You're still a smooth, cool dude. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I'm <laughs> always having a good old time today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, just Rebecca! Soft. Like, why? Like, it's not enough to just say that Mocha is your favorite. But why do people always feel the need to just like then tear me down? <laughs> you know what? Mocha's laugh is literally like the exact same as all of my family. Yeah. So. God, Christmas must be annoying at your house. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, I love you lots. No, Thank okay. you so much for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show. <laughs> Thanks, bye guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Is there a song that will always make you dance? And I ask this of you, and I'll ask it to anybody else. If you want to text us. The one song that will always make me dance. Yeah. Like, do you have that one song? And it could be, it could be new. doesn't have to be. But do you have that one track? I was trying to think the other day if there is one song, because we're having a dance party at home. Yeah. Ooh, what was on a playlist? Uh, what's on Roxy's playlist? She's got a lot of like Disney songs, a lot of Katy Perry. And um, what were we dancing to? Always Go Crazy to Firework by Katy Perry. Oh, is that such a good yeah, song? Yeah, because even though it's not like a dancey, dancey song, you just you have to belt out Firework when, when Firework comes on. But I'm trying to think if there's one sort of universal song because I remember... Oh, Universal. Like, I would say, like, YMCA. No, I'm not dancing the YMCA. You're not going to dance to that? No! You're going to put your arms up in the air and form no. the letter Y? Oh, no! And then the letter M? No! And twist up your body, make letter C? No! No? No! <laughs> What's the last time you danced to the YMCA? Uh, Did you do the YMCA at your wedding? Hell no! Oh, okay. Oh, I'm okay then. <laughs> okay, like I remember years ago, Universal songs, and it, regardless of what sort of genre you of music you were into, uh, there was a point in time where every single human being on the face in the earth, mm-hmm. if Nelly's "Hot in Here" came on, they would Ooh. stop. They would start bopping, right? Universally, that was just one of the songs that got every single person on earth moving, whether you were a Nelly fan or not. It was just one of those songs that had that ability. Can I read you a few texts real quick? Yes, please. Somebody wrote, Boney M. Rah, rah, Rasputin. Really? Yeah. No Diggity by... No Diggity, good one. That's a good song. By Blackstreet? Yeah, good Uh, one. Thriller by Michael Jackson. Holiday by Madonna. We Found Love by Rihanna. Oh, Holiday. Happy by Pharrell, Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson. A lot of old school, huh? Yeah, mom. <laughs> Get out of here. You're not trolling, are you? What'd Whoever they say? wrote this? What'd they say? From the 905, fool. <laughs> Mambo number five. <laughs> Hold on here. Hold on here. Hold what? on a second. What? What? I'm not saying Mambo number five. I'm not saying Mambo number five is a great song, okay? But okay. Mambo, Mambo number five gets you moving. That is one of those songs. I heard Mambo number five the other day while yeah. I was buying bacon. And <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of you needed a little bit of Monica in your life. I needed a little bit of Monica and a little bit of bacon in my life. <laughs> 
And I was in the grocery store, and I was grooving in the grocery store to Mambo number five. I, that Mr. Nine Hundred Five, whoever tweeted that or whoever sent that, uh, I agree with you, Mambo number five. So there's two songs. Oh, get out of here! Somebody sort of wrote Gangnam Style. Um, two that actually I would agree with. Okay. Because I was going to say anything by like Biggie or Jay Z because I'm just huge fans of theirs. Yeah. But somebody t- uh, texted and said Hypnotized by Biggie. And somebody else oh, wrote, "Good one, yeah, by Usher." Like that's a great song. Oh wow! Right, see, that I song will make me dance for that. sure. Yeah, by Usher. Yeah, that's hey, another. So, hey, down, down. <laughs> yeah. Right, come on now. And again, I don't know if people are trolling us, but I'll feel free I think to troll because that's fun too. The, the the one common that I see here, yeah. and it's coming in a lot from different phone numbers, is Footloose. Oh, yes. Okay, again, universe, Footloose is like hot in here by Nelly. It doesn't matter what genre of music you're into. There's something about that song that will make your body move. There's just something about it, and I don't know what it is. Oh, it's like a here. formula. Somebody wrote Baby Shark. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Roz, uh, Kirsten slid into my DMs oh. and said, you need to read this on your show. I'm dying laughing at all of these responses. Okay. And it's a Reddit thread. Okay. That reads, what's the most recent illogical breakdown your toddler has had? <laughs> and the responses were from both parents or people who have friends that have toddlers yeah. or aunts and uncles who have little nieces and nephews. Yeah. So it's like from all over the place. Okay. So for example, in our house, our son is a year and a half. Yeah. And my wife makes muffins all the time and we'll give him a muffin. But he will lose it, absolutely lose it if we go to give him the muffin and peel off the paper off of the muffin. Oh, like if he sees us peeling really? paper off, he doesn't want the muffin and loses it. <laughs> okay. Kids are so stupid. Are you ready? Kids are so stupid. Yeah, go ahead. Here's one response. Because the imaginary door on his imaginary fire truck wouldn't open and he was stuck inside. <laughs> My youngest was mad because his brother was looking out of his window instead of the other one. Somebody else wrote, I wouldn't let her put crayons in my ear. So the toddler lost it. The cat cheated in a game that they were playing together. <laughs> <laughs> Not a toddler, but my six-year-old threw a fit tonight because we got him a cheeseburger for dinner. He asked for a cheeseburger for dinner. <laughs> my kid was screaming at his balloons for an hour because they wouldn't stop floating. <laughs> my wife is four months older than I am. My four-year-old daughter got upset with me because she wanted me to be older than my wife. My toddler threw a fit because the trees are taller than our house. <laughs> My niece was crying because she didn't get to go to her parents' wedding seven years before she was born. <laughs> my toddler finds a picture book of me and my wife before kids having fun on vacation. The toddler melts down saying, we went out for fun and didn't take him. Tell him it's because he wasn't born yet. He fires back, I exist! I'm right here! <laughs> And finally, this thread on Reddit that took off, what's the most recent illogical breakdown your toddler has ever had? I wouldn't let her pour juice on the cat. Right. (laughs) Yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. 
So Bradley Cooper was sitting down talking to Oprah. I think it was last night, right? Is that when oh, that nice. happened? And she does her, what is it called? Super Soul Bowl? What does she do? Oh, Super Soul Conversations. Not the Super Soul Bowl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she just straight up asked him because everybody during this award season has watched Bradley Cooper sit through every show where they went in as favorites and come out losers. But not only that, but the fact that everything else for A Star is Born was nominated except Bradley Cooper for directors. So this is uh, Bradley Cooper and Oprah. I was surprised, I gotta admit, that you were not nominated for Best Director. Oh, thank you. Were you surprised by that, disappointed by that, or did you just take it in stride? Uh, I was not surprised. You were uh, not? I, I'm never surprised about not getting anything. Uh, but but I did feel, you know, I, and it's funny you ask that because I have thought about this. Because I was with my friend, I was in New York City at a coffee shop, and I looked down at my phone, uh, and Nicole had texted me. And they said, you know, congratulations on these other things, but they didn't. They didn't tell me the bad news. Yes. You know. And I went, oh wow. And and the first thing I felt was embarrassment, actually. Oh. Well, think about it. It's a, I felt embarrassed that I didn't do my part. Um, I'll work on that. It'll be, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but but that was the first. I was that, well. I'm glad you. But that said makes that. sense. Think about it. I mean. But uh, but my thing is, I would. I'm, I'm at least glad you said that because. If I were you, I would be feeling some kind of way mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, embarrassment. I went, I went, oh gosh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do my job. Wow. Now, do you think that when Bradley Cooper made this movie mm-hmm. and he saw the final product for the first time on the big screen, that he thought that he would get nominated for director no. or the movie would get nominated for all these awards? He didn't think that, right? No. So I think part of the not problem, but issue here is that everybody else started hyping him up and hyping up the movie so much that maybe he then thought, you know what? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I should get nominated or my movie should get nominated and win in these particular categories. No, the problem, the problem is that, and this is what I find baffling, and it has happened before, I understand that. But the thing that I find baffling is Bradley Cooper directed A Star is Born. A Star is Born is nominated for Best Picture. Bradley Cooper also directed three actors, including himself, to Best Actor Academy Award nominations. So he directed a movie that was good enough for a Best Picture nomination, and he directed three people, including himself, to Best Actor nominations at the Academy Awards, but doesn't get a directing nomination? No, but that's what I'm saying. Is that's, it because, that's the part that doesn't make sense. Is Everything it because else is being everybody nominated. else was just hyping it up and hyping up these categories so much. At that point, he was like, no, but I the, hype, should. the hype is real, though. It's, no, I know that, but... He, it was nominated for Best Picture, and three actors in the movie he directed to Academy Award nominations. Oh, let me ask you this. But he doesn't get the nomination for directing. That's what makes no sense. Does anybody in the Academy ever come out or have they ever said in the past, uh, perfect example is A Star is Born. Mm -hmm. Here are the nominations and I know everyone is wondering why Bradley Cooper was not nominated. Here's the reason why. They do it anonymously. Every now and then, I think it's a variety every year or Hollywood Reporter, they do their anonymous uh, Academy Awards um, ballot where they have an academy member give their brutal opinion on has that come out yet for Bradley Cooper? Uh, it has not come out yet. 
Do you think it's because he hasn't paid his chops yet? Like, I mean, Spike Lee is just getting a directorial nomination. No. Maybe Brad, maybe the Academy's like, you've only, this is your first directorial thing. You don't deserve this yet. You're the dude from the Hangover movie. Yeah, but it's just the fact that he directed three actors. Very few, very few directors, very few directors have directed three actors in one year from the same film to Academy Award nominations. Is there other, Very few. Well, there are other directors who are iconic that took a long time for them to get nominations. No, but, yeah, but, no, but, but not in a year where their movie and their entire cast were nominated. For sure. That's why I'm thinking That's it's the just problem the, with the this. Academy That's the saying, weird thing with this. I completely agree. I'm just thinking the Academy saying it's your first movie, no. I think that it's not as good as everybody thinks it is. And... The performances were their performances, and the movie got thrown in because of the extended category. I don't think if it was down to five nominations that um, A Star is Born would be nominated. You're about to make Maury cry right now. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So somebody named, uh, somebody on, uh, what is, I don't even know, Instagram or Twitter. MySpace? MySpace. They... Sent out a message because the Academy Award made it. Academy Awards made it official yesterday that they were going to go hostless, mm-hmm. and we all so, kind of figured that, though, right? Yeah. After the whole Kevin Hart thing, it was just nuts, and so somebody th- threw it out in the universe, and they said, "If the Academy is so inclined to line up a great host for next year's Oscars, just pick The Rock." Enough said. Ooh. And then The Rock replied, "I was their first choice to host this year." And my goal was to make it the most fun and entertaining Oscars ever. We all tried hard, but couldn't make it work since I'm shooting Jumanji. Academy and I were super bummed, but maybe one day down the road. No. Yeah. So they already reached out to the great one? Kevin Hart I was, was like, who they you... went to after The Rock, which is the most The Rock Kevin Hart thing ever. It really, really is. <laughs> oh, that no. That is like a scene from Central Intelligence. <laughs> like, that is the most... You heard number two pick. That is the most <laughs> Kevin Hart-Rock combo ever. Yo, how are we only finding out about this now? You only just said this. But, like, why? Because they troll each other so hard on Instagram, I right? don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't, like... Does this does that sound like a troll to you? Because no, no, he doesn't like, even mention Kevin. He oh, maybe he just because they really are good friends in real yeah, life. I so know, maybe I he know, just I feels know. he didn't want to cross the line by going at him for not being able to host or not wanting to host the Oscars this year. Yeah, and I guess maybe he wouldn't have said that he was the first choice had Kevin still been hosting. Correct. But Kevin's no longer hosting, so why the hell not? Who yeah. cares? But yeah, so, so he that's, was the first choice. That's what The Rock says, and I'm trying to find something anywhere where it says that the guy was goofing, but I can't. So So The Rock was gonna lay the smackdown on everybody at the Oscars. Yesterday afternoon, The Rock wrote, I was their first choice to host this year. And my goal was to make it the most fun and entertaining Oscars ever. We all tried hard, but couldn't make it work since I'm shooting Jumanji. Academy and I were super bummed, but maybe one day down the road. Like, to me, that doesn't sound like a troll. Candy-ass jabronis. Right? So close! So close. So close. I mean, really, if if it comes down to it, what are you going to host the Academy Awards for free? Or are you going to go and make... $65 $65 million plus back-end points on Jumanji 2. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. How do you feel about eye contact? Does it make you nervous at all? No. If you're ever in a pressure situation or back always, in the day when you were on a first date or... I always, regardless, I always, always try my best to make 
eye contact in any conversation that I'm having with yeah. somebody. Okay. I hate eye contact. Why do you hate eye contact, more? I just feel people are very judgy. Right. And when you're looking at someone, you're really seeing them. But do you feel that you may be perceived as being the judgy one with too much eye contact? I felt that before. Because sometimes mm. I'll often stare, like try and make as much eye contact as I can. And I find people looking away and I get the sense that maybe they feel like I'm judging them. Oh, so then uh, I think that maybe I'm doing too much eye at contact. at a party when you're trying to make eye contact with somebody and they're, they're looking at someone behind you. Right, well, th- that's just because you're boring. Um, <laughs> what? Nothing. What, I, I'm I wrong? I didn't know we were going to get into the truth so quickly. <laughs> 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 but there are, no, what I'm trying to get at, you yeah. ding that morning. Uh, what I'm trying to get at is that they say that there are tricks, and I want you guys to do okay. this. So, more if you want to go uh, over to, to where Mocha is here. Because they say that if you are in any sort of like job interview or social uh, situation with friends or eye contact does make you feel uncomfortable, they say that there's a few things that you can do, which is in the middle of a conversation. He's looking at me. Okay. In the middle of a conversation, uh, you can stare at their mouth or their nose or their forehead. Can't do forehead. It's too close to the eyes. Okay. So, so stare. Do mouth. Man, if I'm talking to somebody, can you can, now? Here's the thing. Lift up your glasses for a sec more, so Mocha can see your eyes. Beautiful eyes. Okay. The baby blues. Green, okay. The green. Sorry. I always find though that if I'm not looking at somebody's eyes, yeah. And I don't know why I do this, but I always look during conversation at the person's mouth. Okay. You do. But then huh? I, when I realize that I'm looking at their mouth, then yeah. I automatically shift back up to. Interesting. Straight to the eyes. Okay, so uh, have a good, it's like, a how, have a, how you doing? How you Just, doing? Uh, are you excited about the weather today? No, it's terrible outside. Are you nuts? Okay, but it's very slippery, but it's nice outside. You can get some fresh air. Can I just say, from my vantage point of this conversation... No, I'll tell you what it looks like. Maury, because you're clearly staring at Mocha's mouth. I am. But you guys are are only about a foot and a half away from each other. So your eyes being... It looks like you're blind. Okay, try again. Bro, you got food in your teeth. Okay. No, don't look at my mouth. I'm looking at your mouth. Okay. Hey... What great weather we're having today. Okay. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Me or like okay. yell down okay. into my stomach? So you're blind, Mocha's deaf, right? Is that what's happening right like, now? Just have wrong. a normal conversation. Like, also, how Maury, you normally speak to, to one another? When you're leaning, like when you're when you're staring at somebody's mouth, you don't actually have to like lean in and but stare I, at their mouth. over here. Okay, just pretend you have your glasses on. Okay. okay. Act normal. Okay. Go ahead, Maury. What are you thinking about having for lunch today? <laughs> Why is it funny to you that I'm going to have lunch today? Um, I don't know. I just I'm going to have that... pasta. Oh, don't you love pasta? <laughs> I feel like you're making fun of me right now for liking pasta after you just asked me what I'm eating for lunch, and then you immediately start to laugh. It's like you're making fun of me. Is this why Do you people like your mouth after each bite? No, not after each. Is bite. this why people look over your shoulder when you talk to them, Maury? <laughs> Okay, go ahead, please. Start the conversation again. You want to try again? Okay, you go. No. Okay. No, you're the one that okay. you're the one that approached me in this yeah, in go this ahead, party. Go ahead. Okay. Have so you made any plans this for the again summer? Is how to avoid eye contact with somebody. Say that again? Have you made any plans for the summer? <laughs> <laughs> it's February. Bro, you are really stretching for the for conversation I'm right now. Buckets here. Don't you have like a go-to that's always a great conversation starter, Maury? Yeah, what do you what do you like normally kick off with when you are in conversation with someone? Okay, let's pretend we're at a party. Yeah. Okay, okay very yeah. good. Dun, dun, Did you want me? Hey, is that Roz over there? Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Go, okay. go, 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 go. How long have you known the Verizon? How 
long have I known the bride? <laughs> I don't know, like three years. Oh, I noticed that you didn't get ice with your drinks. Yeah, because we just take shots, bro. Oh, you have all the tools, huh? Wow. Okay, so... Did you say he has all the tools yeah. or he is a tool? <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hello? Yes. Waiting. Oh, sorry for me. Yes. I thought you had something to say when you said okay then. No. Oh, my bad. Mocha, are you ready? Apparently been, you are. I've been ready. Yeah, I get it. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Nick Jonas is offered to play Batman. What? Because <laughs> yesterday we were talking about a new Batman movie. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. It's not going to follow in the timeline of what no. we see in the DC universe right now. So Justice League, Batman, Superman, it's not that. Yeah. It's a, another movie and the director wants a younger version or yeah. a younger Batman, sorry. So the Batman will re be released summer 2021 and there was a tweet that simply said... I was sorry, an Instagram post that simply read, who do you think should play the Dark Knight? And Nick Jonas replied by simply saying, first name Nick, last name Jonas. Ugh, nah. <laughs> so whether he's serious or not, I don't know. You know but what? Guaranteed, he has acted. Guaranteed money? Just yeah. give that rule to The Rock. The Rock? <laughs> Stop it. Just give it to The Rock. No. He's in uh, everything anyway. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, the Fiji Water Girl is suing Fiji Water. Sorry, say that again? The Fiji Water Girl, Kellis Cuthbert, is yeah. suing Fiji Water. So if you remember what? back on the Golden Globes, she was the Fiji Water Girl who was in all the shots and yes. blah, blah, blah. So the estimation was that the whole Fiji Girl meme and viral sensation that she was earned Fiji Water an estimated $12 million in advertising. That's what they said that they got out of Fiji sure. Water Girl. And then I guess that she didn't sign a great contract and they took liberties. And the next thing you know, there were cardboard cutouts all over Los Angeles in grocery stores of the Fiji water girl holding oh. the tray of Fiji water. And people were taking their pictures with it. Gotcha. And she's saying that she didn't agree to that. And now and they, they didn't pay her for, for it. But who knows what their agreement was. <sighs> but anyway, the company says that this lawsuit is frivolous and entirely without merit. Um, but she is looking to get paid. So you knew that was going to happen and it was not going to end well. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, Beyonce is raising awareness for plant-based meals by offering lifetime concert tickets. What? Yeah, so she says this. <laughs> Our uh, green print is the positive impact we can have on the world by eating plant-based meals. Damn. And there's also a chance to win Beyonce and Jay-Z concert tickets for life if you sign up. So basically, Ooh. if you become a vegan, yeah. you could win Jay-Z and Beyonce tickets for life. Now, they do say this. That will only happen for one person, yeah. and they determine lifetime by 30 years. Oh, wow. so that's so sad. <laughs> so you will get one person if they go vegan, I guess. And I don't know how they're going to verify this over the course of 30 years. They can check your poop all the time. I don't know what they do. Like, do they check your blood or do they hire a private detective? Or I don't know how Beyonce is going like, to monitor like whether if, I have a chicken wing or not. 
I think it's just if you look super tired, then maybe that's they it. They will know or, you're or, right. Do you know, like have to move in with Jay-Z and Beyonce? I, yeah, I don't know. Right? I don't know how they're going to do this, but... Um, so they want fans to go vegan. It's a it's like a going vegan challenge, I guess. Oh, great! And but coming with that, if you go vegan, is the possibility of I guess thirty years of free Beyonce Jay Z concerts. I don't know. It's a ridiculous story. But I don't know how you verify because I'm sure there's a lot of well-meaning vegans. Who are going to want to be a part Maybe of this? Maybe it has because, to be like when you have a nutritionist and you have to send a picture of all of your meals. But that seems but you really lie. excessive. You I know, can which just I did. Lie. <laughs> but I just so I, I, I'm I don't, telling you guys, the news is going to come up. It's the poop thing. They're going to test <laughs> your poop. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Tori Spelling has confirmed that a 90210 reboot with some of the original cast is in fact in the works. <gasps> yeah. So this is Tori Spelling, who uh, played the virgin Donna Martin for all those years. It is the OG crew back together, um, and we're playing heightened versions of ourselves. So the fans will be pleasantly surprised, though, because we will intercut that with scenes from the show. So it'll wow. be a whole ensemble cast, almost everybody. And who's almost who's out? Who's not coming back? Well, Luke has Riverdale, yes. so Luke will do as many as he can do, but okay. um, almost the whole original cast. What about Shannon? Because she's dealt with breast we cancer. We would is love to have her on. There is no status right now. Okay, when she says they're playing heightened versions of themselves, are they playing heightened versions of Tori Spelling or heightened versions of Donna Martin? I don't know. I'm very confused by this news as well. Like, is this a faux reality show based on the cast of 90210? Or is this a faux reality show based on the characters of 90210? I'm going to say it's the latter. It's the cast. The cast? That's the only way to make it interesting. I don't think so. I wouldn't want to watch that. I don't want to watch Tori Spelling. So you want to see... Tori Spelling is already a heightened version of herself. So you want to see real-life Tori Spelling talking about her experience no, working that, on 90210? No. That's what I think this is going to be. I don't want oh, that. It's a reality show of the actual cast and what's yes. happening in their real lives. Yes. Oh, man, ain't nobody want that. Thank you. That's, what it, that's what it sort of seems like to me. That's... Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, Demi Lovato got lit up on social media last night. Oh, poor Demi. So Demi Lovato was, uh, she tweeted out that so far the 21 Savage memes have been their favorite part of her favorite part of the Super Bowl. 21 Savage was picked up by um, ICE over the weekend. That is, of course, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement uh, to face deportation. He was reportedly born in Dominica, which is a uh, British colony. Who knew? And then so she said, yeah, so far the 21 Savage memes have been my favorite part of the Super Bowl. And then Offset got in on it and he goes, all the memes and S ain't funny when somebody going through some praying for my dog ain't as funny, his family depending on him. And then Demi tried to defend herself and clarify what she was saying, that it was just a joke that she was laughing at, not laughing at somebody who's being deported. And then she says, if you're going to come at me for making a joke, try coming at me with some original, non-involving drug jokes. Because one of the things that I read is somebody tweeted back to Demi saying, um, <laughs> What? <laughs> Savage getting deported by ICE is as funny as heroin, heroin almost deporting you to heaven. Oh! 
Oh, right. That one stinks. And then she deleted all that stuff, and then she came back on Instagram and said, but it's no excuse to laugh at somebody's addiction, let alone their OD. So it was a whole mess that Demi got involved Man, in last listen, night. the man's getting deported. Yeah, like it's, not like, whole... it's not like a gang pulled up and like right. shot him 15 <laughs> times, and he's laying in the hospital bed yeah. on life support. Yeah, but they... It's deportation. Like, everybody relax. They lit Demi up last night for Leave that, Demi man. Alone, man. Holy... Yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The strange case of the Virginia governor, uh, Robert North, Ralph Northam, who may or may not have uh, either posed in blackface or dressed up as a member of the KKK uh, in his high school yearbook from 1984. So each student got their own page in this yearbook back in 1984. On his page, with his name at the top of the page, it's his page, and apparently students were allowed to submit their own pictures for their pages. Okay. And there's a picture of somebody in blackface standing next to somebody in a full KKK outfit on his page. And he said on Friday he apologized. It's like, oh my God, that's I'm so sorry, everything else. Then on Saturday he took it all back and said... Said, don't apologize? No, said that that's not me. Or I don't remember oh. that being me. But then at the press conference where he's taking it all back, he also admits to, at one point, putting black shoe polish on his face um, and dressing up as Michael Jackson for a talent show. And then everything goes off the rails at the press conference when somebody asks him if he can still do the moonwalk. And, <laughs> and this halfwit of a governor... When answering whether or not he still knows the moonwalk, actually look down at the stage he was on to see if there was enough room to do the moonwalk until his wife stopped him. Listen. <laughs> yes. That's right. Are you still able to moonwalk? Inappropriate circumstances. My wife says inappropriate circumstances. <laughs> yeah. His wife had to tell him that at this moment in your life, it would be inappropriate to moonwalk yeah. on this stage. After you just said, at one point, I did not dress like the KKK, but I did put shoe polish on my face and dress like Michael Jackson. You know what I say? If his weekend wasn't bad enough, he should have just done the damn moonwalk. It couldn't, have, it couldn't have got any worse than what it was. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely just do the right. moonwalk, bro. But anyway, he says he's not going to resign. So, really? After no, all of that? No. After those terrible three days? No, he's not resigning, man. Come on, bro. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are snooing Snoop. What? Okay, so Snoop has a uh, weed company, and it's Leafs by Snoop. And the logo is a leaf that looks sort of a hybrid between a pot leaf and a maple leaf kind of thing. And then it's Leafs by Snoop, but only it's not Leaves by Snoop. It's Leafs, the same way the Toronto Maple Leafs spell their name. Oh, no. And so they're saying that Leafs, which is really a Toronto Maple Leafs exclusive, unless you go on Twitter and you realize how many people don't know how to spell Leaves. Yeah. um, They say that's their trademark, that they're infringing, that this will lead to confusion. The word Leafs over top of a leaf on a shirt. So they're actually, they're suing, uh, the Leafs are suing Snoop. Oh no. Right? Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, The Super Super Bowl viewership fell to its lowest since 2008. Oh damn. In the historically low scoring game. Now CBS is saying that they had 100 million 
people watch the game. 100.7. Mm-hmm. But what they've done is they've added up everybody who watched on the CBS Network, CBS Interactive, NFL Digital Properties, Verizon Media, Mobile Properties, oh ESPN Television Properties, and other digital properties. Uh-huh. Nobody really delivers numbers like that. Because they're stretching when their numbers are huge, right? You don't you don't go through those. Uh, uh, so besides being a very unique bundling spin, uh, Super Bowl numbers uh, previously for broadcasters haven't gone below a hundred million since two thousand and nine. And uh, they, for the first time that I've ever seen, have not reported the bump in the halftime show. If you remember, for like the past, I don't even know how many years, ten years, they always tell you what the numbers were and how big the bump was for the halftime show. And when CBS released their numbers, Maroon 5 was not mentioned. Oh, no. However, good news, Maroon 5's music sales are up 587% since Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah? Everybody's like, that's the song I heard in the food court. (laughs) (laughs) My mom loves this love. Uh, You download it for her right now. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Do you know who Lori Harvey is? Nope. So Lori Harvey, she's trending right now. Like if you look at your phone, I'm like, who in the what is a Lori Harvey? So Lori Harvey is the stepdaughter of Steve Harvey. Okay, okay. sure. Mustache. And Lori, Lori Harvey is a, she's black, she's young, she's gorgeous, and she's in her own world, she's breaking all sorts of rules because she's a very successful model, but she's only five foot three. So, oh, she, so she's got a lot going on for her, she's right? Real, little. real smart girl, everything else. But why she's trending is because uh, Future and Justin Combs found out that she had them on rotation. Future the rapper. Yeah. And, and Justin, Justin Combs, Combs, who is Sean P. Diddy Combs, yes, son, right. So she, sorry, first of all, she had on rotation the race car driver Lewis Hamilton, Trey Songs, Future, and Justin Combs. Oh wow, okay, okay. So they all just found out that they were on this girl's rotation. Sure. <laughs> and now people are freaking out because everybody's like, "Oh my God, she did to you what you have done to every woman you've ever met in your life." Yeah. <laughs> so the tweets about Lori Hamilton. Let me go through some of these people praising Lori uh, Lori Harvey right now. Okay. So Lori Harvey, the first black woman to successfully pull a U on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lori, Har- Lori Harvey was dating Justin Combs, Future, and Trey Songs at the same time. This is honestly amazing work for the 22-year-old. <laughs> Lori Harvey is giving the I'm single, tell I'm married vibes, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Lori Harvey's mom married two kingpins that were cousins. She married the other. She married the cousin after the first one got booked. Then the other got booked. Then she marries Steve Harvey. Lori knows what she's doing. (laughs) Lori Harvey is rich and beautiful. Please let that young woman hoe in peace. (laughs) Lori Harvey got your favorite rappers on rotation. I love that one. Uh, Lori Harvey is young and single and out here sticking and moving. Leave her alone. (laughs) And then she, this is my favorite one. Hold on here. Okay. Uh, Lori Harvey took her stepdad's last name and her real dad's not even dead yet. Oh! Y'all, y'all think she cares about these guys? Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Liam Neeson. The question is, can he come back from the interview that he did with The Independent? And regardless of his intention or intent in telling this story that he told, that we'll play you the clip in just a second. Um... 
I think people in this hear what they want to hear because that's just who we are. And when it comes to the different ways that you can take it, it's very difficult to accept this story in the way that Liam Neeson intended because what's shocking is that it doesn't seem as horrific to him in his own head that it actually is. So Liam Neeson has made a living in the past 15 years on revenge movies. Mm -hmm. And I guess during the interview, they had asked him about revenge and he told a story about a friend of his who had gone through a sexual assault and then his reaction to that. So this is Liam Neeson yesterday. I'll tell you a story. This is true. I'm not going to use any names, but I was away and I came back and she told me she had been raped. But she handled the situation of the rape in the most extraordinary way. But my immediate reaction was, I asked, did, they, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down areas with a cosh, hoping I'd be uh, approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. Holy cow. Okay, so the story goes that his friend went through a sexual assault and then Liam just asked what color was he and uh, he didn't, his, his first, his intent was not to go and find the person that did this. That maybe you could justify, but what it was is his immediate reaction was to spend a week of his life basically hunting any black guy that was going to get in a fight with him. And when he said he was carrying a kosh, it's like a metal sort of pipe. Oh, okay. So he had a weapon. But he spent a week of his life doing this. Now, he says he's ashamed. And nothing actually happened, but that's the way he thought for a week of his life. He was basically hunting any black guy that was going to get into a fight with him. And I don't know how you recover from that. Even if he, like the story was about how revenge is wrong. The story was about how he went through some sort of trauma along with his friend and the way that he dealt with it was to just ravage something irrational. And I don't, making... know if, I don't know if any of that matters. I don't know if his, the story in his head is much different than it is when you hear it. Because this story has been in his head for what I can presume is a very long time. But even as nonchalantly as he says, when my friend told me about the sexual assault, mm -hmm. my first reaction was, what color was he? So that right there shows some level of something. Are people on Twitter freaking out over this? Oh, hell yeah. They are. Oh because my God, they should yes. be. Yeah. Yeah, I but, don't think Liam Neeson can recover from this but at he, all. There are people who are trying to sort of see the story for what it was. Um, and it's very difficult to do. And he hasn't said anything. He's going to be on GMA this morning, right? So as soon as he does that, um, we'll get that for you. But this, I don't think you can recover from I that. Don't, I don't know if you can. And it, it, I don't know. And if I, he I don't does, know. then I don't know. man, oh man, something is wrong. Yeah, but again, you know, you have to understand, like somebody pointed out something interesting yesterday, which was, you know, you can 
destroy Liam Neeson. Fine, fair enough. I'm not defending Liam Neeson. But you can destroy Liam Neeson for thinking about doing a hate crime when Mark Wahlberg actually did hate crimes. And that's a fact. Back in the day. Back in the day. Probably around the same time. Right? Liam Neeson thought about it. Mark Wahlberg did it. And he's a superstar. So I don't know. I don't know if in 2019 if you can recover from this. And I don't know if he should recover from this. I don't think he can. I, don't I personally know. don't think he can. But uh, as soon as he says anything about this on uh, GMA this morning, we will get that to you immediately. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. A Colorado jogger killed a mountain lion <laughs> after it attacked him while he was out running. And it bit him in the face, the back, the legs, and the arms. And he killed it? Yeah, listen Even to this. Even still? So a Colorado jogger fought off a mountain lion. And after suffered severe bites before he killed the animal in self-defense, authorities said, the man who is not identified was jogging on a trail. The mountain lion attacked him from behind, biting and clawing the man's face, back, legs, and arms. However, it was not disclosed exactly how the jogger managed to kill it. So at this point, you're like, so you're in this situation. You're being attacked by a mountain lion. What do you do? What do you do? You're, you're in a forest. What do you do to try and defend yourself? I think adrenaline just kicks in. How do you kill it, though? Strangle it? So I started immediately thinking, okay, you use what you use what's there, right? We've seen this scene in movies before. Like you grab a rock yeah. or you grab a stick and jam it in the eye. Like you do something, yeah. right? Like anything to try and get this thing off you. But responding to a question about whether the jogger used any sort of weapon to kill the mountain lion, yeah. authorities say, no, he did not. <gasps> Bare hands. Bare hands. My man. Right? Yeah. Had to. Good for you, sir. Mountain lion. Mountain lion. Listen, that's what you put on your resume. You know that, right? <laughs> Killed mountain lion with bare hands while out jogging. Listen, if that doesn't get you a job, I don't know what will. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, Priyanka Chopra was on with uh, Fallon and... Of course, she's married to Nick Jonas now. and I like her. They were asking about what their celebrity sort of nickname would be. Like Brangelina. You know where you combine the two names, sure. right? Like if it was you and Maury, you would be Maury. <laughs> <laughs> if it was me and you... You'd be Roca, we'd be Roca, right? <laughs> yeah. Like that kind of thing. We get it. So uh, this is Priyanka Chopra on her ideal couple name. Do you have a celebrity nickname? No one's taking up my celebrity's like, name. Well, what do you I want to be called? Prick. <laughs> you guys. Priyanka and Nick. Prick. I don't think, no one's going to do That's what I'm saying. Nobody, it feels like nobody wants to like, imagine both of us walking out of this. This, these curtains open. Would you guys be like, prick, prick? <laughs> I don't think you want that. Though. I don't. But I think it's so cool and unique. It's kind of catchy. Nick doesn't I mean, like it. Yeah, he it's does not, not like on. it. I'm uh, very upset about my creativity. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, uh, so it's looking like Captain Marvel will be the first Disney movie held back from Netflix. Uh. Oh, you know uh, what that means. Uh, it's starting. Yeah. 
It's starting. So Captain Marvel not headed to Netflix. There's no word yet when uh, Disney Plus, that's the Disney streaming channel, uh, will put it up. But it's not going to be released to oh, Netflix. And it's not clear soon. yet if Disney is going to hoard all of its content. So for instance, Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. which is uh, owned by the uh, ABC, which is owned by Disney, got a huge bump because of it being on Netflix. So now oh, the, wow. now their question is, do we take those shows off the super popular Netflix and put them on the Disney channel, which may take a long time to, to establish, or do you reap the benefits of having Grey's still on Netflix? So there's a lot of these questions, but one thing that they do know for sure is that... Um, Captain Marvel will not be headed to Netflix. Uh, Disney boss Bob Iger says, quote, in terms of making decisions about where the content goes, since we're betting on this direct-to-consumer business long-term, we obviously need to fuel it with intellectual property. So that says to me, every single thing that has a Disney brand attached to it will be removed from Netflix and all of the streaming services. And I agree with that. I think if you're going to launch this service to compete with everybody, especially Netflix, uh, Take everything you own. Everything. Why not? Yeah. It makes sense. Right? Take everything you own. Listen, just on the the catalog of Marvel and <sighs> Star Wars stuff that they have, I don't even know how much they're charging for that streaming service, Dude. but I'm sold. I'm going to subscribe. Get out of the, the adult section for a second. Go into the kids section on Netflix and realize what that's going to look like with no more Disney properties in it. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So Kanye West bought Kim Kardashian a $14 million condo in Miami for Christmas, and she was like, nah. What? Uh, so he has now had to back out of the deal, and he will oh, lose no. his $600,000 deposit. Oh, no. She said that their money could be better well spent in the Bahamas, so that's where they're looking now. <laughs> wow. It was a, uh, Rich people problems, huh? Yeah, it was a, a four-bedroom, five-bedroom condo with uh, five-and-a-half baths with a wraparound terrace. Oh. It was originally listed for fifteen point five. Uh, then Kanye bought it for $14 million. They... Uh, it is known as the uh, Billionaire Beach Bunker down in Miami because it's all super rich people who live there. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. And apparently scientists are racing to make pot-like booze so you can <laughs> drink it. <laughs> yeah. Cannabis-infused beverages, which they say by 2022 could be a $600 million a year industry. Holy cow. Uh, the market potential has attracted several big alcohol companies that are seeking to offset the declining beer consumption with the next big thing. So Constellation Brands, Anheuser-Busch, and Molson Coors Brewing Company are all involved and have already partnered up with uh, weed companies. All the companies are working to develop consumer-friendly cannabis drinks that can compete with alcohol, but there's one problem. Pot is nothing like booze. Alcohol is water-soluble and cannabis is not, meaning alcohol is absorbed into the bloodstream quickly, whereas pot edibles, let's just say, and beverages are metabolized much later in the digestive process. So it's how do you make a drink and get you high off something that is not designed to work that way with the body. Where it's, it's like a slow release. Yeah, it's weird. So they have to try and now figure out the science behind it. It's not like just taking a couple of weed buds and sticking it in a bottle of Gatorade and giving well, it a couple shakes and taking a sip. Get to work, nerds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ross and Mocha Q&A. 
It is now time for Ask Roz and Mocha. This is the part of the podcast where we take the comments that you leave for us on Instagram at Kiss925, and we'll try to get through as many of your questions as possible. And we'll also invite one of you to join us on the podcast to ask your question live. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's Roz, Mocha, and Dammit Mori. How are you guys? Good. What's your question? Uh, my question is, uh, what do you do to make yourself feel better when you're going through a rough time? Can you, give, it, can you give us an example? Yeah. Yeah. Define rough time. Okay. So um, it's a little bit kind of hard to talk about, sure. but um, my husband and I have been um, trying to uh, get pregnant for mm-hmm. over a year and we've had three losses in that yeah. time. Um, two were two were early and one I, I needed a DNC for. So yeah. um, we're kind of... In a, in a rough place yeah together so yeah. um it's hard god oh, man you sorry know, to hear that by the way there's like there, there's okay. there's rough times and then there's rough times you yeah. know mm-hmm. and 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 everything is sort of relative like you know when when i when we read this like we could be a rough time like your boss yelled at you you know mm-hmm. or or you talk to somebody like you and, and a rough time is you know spending years and thousands of dollars trying to have a baby and it really tears at a relationship that's tough um are you guys on the same page with things like are you uh, both you and your husband emotionally are you in the same place with this like what do you mean like do we both want kids is that do you suffer individually or do you suffer as a team um i think we talk about it a lot yeah Yeah. but i'm sure that i'm sure that he's going through his own stuff because he'll bring up stuff to me that i'm like oh i never kind of thought of it from your side and the same for me but I mean, I think that we struggle together, but we also have to struggle separately. Yeah. If that I, makes sense. Like, yeah. I, I think that you're doing the right thing, which is talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's the, 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 the most important thing, Christy, is I was going to suggest that as long as you keep talking to each other and expressing your feelings to one another without holding anything back, you guys can get through this and figure out a plan to move forward. If you uh, keep those feelings inside... I just think it would be worse for the relationship. Yeah, we're pretty open talking with each other. Like, yeah. I just yeah. want to know if there's anything that you guys would do yeah. or you guys would yeah. think to okay. get your mind off of yeah. it. Or I will, to- I'll, wanting, to have, wanting to have a kid or having a kid, you, you feel is completely consuming. It's all consuming, right? But when you do yeah. have a kid, you realize a couple things. Like, when there actually is a baby in your life, when you guys actually do have a kid, is that you're going to realize that you still want to do the things that just make you happy as an individual not necessarily everything you have to do has to be you as a mom okay Mm -hmm. so you're gonna go and you're gonna seek out those things that give you joy and pleasure uh as an individual not necessarily as a mom okay and you'll go and you'll find all those things you and your husband are gonna start doing the things that you love doing before you had a kid all of a sudden you're gonna be like when is the last time we watched a bloody horror movie yeah and you're like god it's been years because we have a two-year-old in the house you're like yeah i guess what we're doing tonight so you're going to do all of that once you have a kid okay so here's what i'm going to tell you right now is in this whole whole process of uh trying to have it okay and and obsessing about it and being so upset all the time make sure that you guys still do the things that make you happy out of the world of baby right okay you yeah. still have to do that man like i know you're trying and everything else but have a glass of wine watch a scare like it do the thing that makes you guys that ge- makes you guys laugh together yeah do all those things all the way through this process otherwise it becomes so obsessive and so consuming of your entire relationship and i'm gonna say that going by this this question in this conversation that all your conversations at home christy have been about trying to get pregnant right yeah like it's it's, and it's a huge yeah, strain on your relationship. And it's, and it's 
and it's that, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just long, like our daily struggles and that. How long have you guys been together? Uh, we have been together for 13 years and married for three. Okay, wow. When was the last time the two of you just said, screw it, and just took off for a weekend and just been together as if you were when you were dating? Um, we haven't been away in a while. Like, we just went to Egypt, actually. Yeah. Um, but that was... More of a trip than a vacation. If you, right. It well, like, what was the last time? But. What was the last time you just went out for the night, or you got a hotel room downtown and was like, "Listen, we're going to spend the night in a hotel. We're going to go eat at this restaurant. We're going to go watch this movie, or we're going to go walk around the city and do this, 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 and this." When was the last time you just lived your life carefree, just the two of you? Yeah, we don't really do yeah, that. Do that. <laughs> do it, yeah. Christy. I'm telling you right do it now. For a do night. it. Do just it for do a it. night, even if it's just dinner. We go out to eat a lot, but it's also like we're, we're always talking about. Well, don't. Course, you yeah, know? don't. Yeah, do yeah. a <laughs> don't, weekend don't do where that. it's just the two of you and you yeah. don't talk about babies. You just love each other and enjoy each other's company. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. All right. Try it out, okay? If I may add. Yeah, yes, Maury, go ahead. Sometimes, you know, rough yeah. times could be anything. Yeah. Something that I always do is, is sometimes put on a good record and dance around in your underwear. Truth. Oh. There okay. you go. All right, why not? Also, if you're looking to get pregnant, it might be a decent suggestion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's what's, your not husband's, a bad... what's your husband's favorite True. song? What's your husband's favorite song? Oh, I don't know. Something yeah. to do with probably Metallica or something. Yeah. There you go. When he gets home from work today, <laughs> you just have Metallica blasting throughout wow. the house and you're standing there in your underwear. <laughs> you're welcome. Not a bad idea. <laughs> not a bad idea. Thanks, Christy. All right, I love you guys. I've been with you for five years. You're the best. Uh, but between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, by far, Roz. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah, I didn't yeah. see that coming. <laughs> Sorry, Roz, you're just, your personality Okay, okay, is we get it, we get it. Wow. Yeah, we get it. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, Mocha. <laughs> Christy, <laughs> thank you, my love. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll talk to you guys you take again. take care, darling. Oh, Bye-bye. Boy. Yeah. All right, so we pivot from that question to this. From Emily, uh, would you rather have the ability to fly but be naked the entire time you're flying or have the ability to go invisible but you fart constantly while invisible and your farts would be audible and scented? What the hell's the matter with you, Emily? <laughs> we have to answer. What in the hell is the matter with you? Why would you ask something like that? So, flying naked or invisible and farting? Oh, God. Clearly invisible and farting. Okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> people won't see you, they don't know where the fart's coming from. If you're flying around naked, people are going to look up and just see your hoo-hoo. Okay, let's remove the let, let's take um, uh, let's take wiener and farting out of this question. Okay. okay, so what could you accomplish more being able to do? And then we'll talk about the consequences. I think let's just say in, invisibility or yeah. flying. Which would you rather do? Invisibility, because then you can go into like people's bedrooms. Oh my God. Wow. Damn, dude. Wow. <laughs> you just go straight like, stalking, huh? You know, there are so many great, wonderful things you would be able to do in this world, Maury, with the power of invisibility. So many wonderful, amazing things yeah. that you could accomplish in this world if you could be invisible and you want to go and creep people while they're sleeping. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> while farting. <laughs> <laughs> you would be the, like, like A&E would do stories on you, people who are haunted by the fart, the loud farting ghost <laughs> that only like went into hot guys' bedrooms. There would be like documentaries made of shirtless Instagram models who were all haunted by the same farting ghost <laughs> while they while they slept. <laughs> you were disgusting, man. What would you do, Mocha? I think it would also be invisibility and farting yeah. because 
no one would know that it's you. Yeah, Just think, you could be invisible behind Donald Trump uh, during his like State of the Union farting. Everyone's going to think it's him that's farting. Right, wow. Okay. Again, Again, you would use that yeah. power to embarrass Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> he does that on his own every single day. <laughs> What would you pick? Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I've, I'm really fascinated with the idea of being invisible because I think that there's a lot that can be accomplished by that. I, I love that superpower. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with um, invisible and farting yeah. because flying, flying is a real individual thing unless you, you know... Like, where are you going to go? Unless you fly with somebody. But then if you fly with somebody, like, you can't save people, right? Because you're going to be naked. So you can't yeah. turn the flying thing into a superpower where you're suddenly, you know, flying down into the middle of a traffic accident and pulling people from cars. Right. No, but because you, can put out, you can put out forest fires with pee. No more. You can't do that. No, That's not can't. part of it. Come on, But man. you can't land somewhere naked yeah. and start prying somebody like, out of a car I- with, like, <laughs> one foot up on the hood and the other one down. Like, you can't do uh, that. If I were laying under a car, right? Yeah. And and I, I needed help. <laughs> and all of a sudden, naked Ross just flew out of the sky and yeah. was like, bro, I'm here to help you. Right. I would be like, nah, fam, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not so, going to put a car on top of me. Right. I think that we've all decided that um, uh, invisibility with loud uh. farting would be the ultimate uh, superpower out of those two. So thank you, Emily, you weirdo. Uh, Charmaine asks, what is your favorite movie soundtrack? Your favorite movie soundtrack. That's 13 really going on list. 30. What's on, What's that on there? One? There's a whole bunch of amazing 80s tunes that are on there. Like? Uh, well, you also, you have um, amazing 80s tunes on there. You don't even <laughs> like know. <what? laughs> None come to mind, but I've, oh, I, I know oh, that I've heard that. Google. Now, why do I have to do your work for you all the time? <sighs> I would say Dirty Dancing, because it's full of just classics. And whenever somebody mentions... Uh, movie soundtrack. That's the first one that comes to my mind. Over Back to the Future? Yeah. I would say Dirty Dancing over Back to the Future. Uh, so, and I love Back to the Future. 13 going on 30. Yeah. Uh, Head Over Heels by the Go-Go's. Amazing. Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. Burning Down the House by Talking Heads. Mad About You by Belinda Carlisle. I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. What Ooh, I Like About You. Uh, Ice Ice Baby Vanilla Ice and Crazy for You by Madonna. That's See? A great Is that not the greatest soundtrack? That's a really good soundtrack. Um, geez. I mean, I've liked different soundtracks over the years. I always thought that the, the Tarantino soundtracks were always really great. Um, I like that. I'm, I'm sort of like on the, the same fence as Maury here where I kind of like these retro ones because you, I, the only reason why I like these albums is because back in the day there was no streaming. So yeah. you couldn't put something like this together. So you would, even if I didn't like 13 going on 30, you could go and buy Which the you, sa- did. you, you could did go and buy them. loved it. You can go buy the soundtrack and then it was just a great mixtape on CD of songs sure. that you may not have had. What, and the, the Bodyguard soundtrack yeah. all by Whitney Houston? For me, the best soundtrack, and you, people don't think of it as a soundtrack, but for me, the best soundtrack that I ever heard in my life was a soundtrack to Purple Rain. Oh, good one! Right, because that's a soundtrack. The whole album is the soundtrack to to that movie. Only ever consider that to be an actual album. Also, do you remember the Boz Lerman Romeo and Juliet movie? I have that soundtrack. And how great that soundtrack! Yeah, yeah, that soundtrack was really beautiful as well. With Leonardo with Leonardo DiCaprio. God, I love that movie. Uh, So that was a great soundtrack. So I think that we've gone through a couple that you uh, feel free to discover by your own self. Oh, here's a good one. Yeah. Okay, Dan Mori, unlock your phone for a sec. Not a chance. Dan Mori, unlock your phone for a second. Go get your phone. Where is it? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't, even, okay, I don't even know so, what you're doing. Okay, I, just unlock your phone for a sec, Mori. Okay. So, here's a question. Yeah. 
from Elizabeth. Okay. What was the last thing you searched for on your phone? Oh, no. <laughs> so that's why I asked Maury to unlock oh, his phone. No. So let me go. Wait, no, to- Maury, sit in your seat. Uh, you can't uh, go. No, because he does sneakily things. No. <laughs> sneakily. Don't do sneakily things on Maury's phone. No, Just I, find out what the I last promise. thing you Googled was. Okay. I don't even know how to do that on a phone. How do you, you hit find the out? internet button. Yeah, but then what do you do? I know how to get on the internet. Well, then at the bottom, there's the pages, and then it opens all the pages. Do you have a secret browser on your phone that Matthew doesn't know about, Maury? Don't we all? <laughs> okay, <laughs> what's it called? Which one is that? Which no, you one? sit private at the bottom. Oh, private. Yeah, 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 I got you. Maury's phone is literally the dirtiest, and not like dirty pictures. I mean, it's just filthy. Like well, I, I spilt banana on Your it phone today. is greasy. First of all, how do you spill banana? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what you do. Go down to the bottom yeah. and press that arrow. Uh, for some strange reason, Maury looked up Don Cornelius. <laughs> There's uh, something here that strictly reads taste. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god, dude. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something here that all it says for Google search is <laughs> llama puns. <laughs> puns about llamas. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Yeah. What? I have a question. Yeah. What is a a mister account? I have no idea. <laughs> Must be some sort of manly thing. Did you Mister mean like account? master account? Mister account. What Mister. dudes are you looking up online? Oh, many. Many. <laughs> what else you got on there? Well, I love this game. I could do the entire Razamoka, uh, Ask Razamoka. Uh, no, like <laughs> the llama puns. Oh, my God. What was the last thing you searched for, Roz? Me? My phone. <laughs> okay, this is, how, this is how lame I am. Okay. Okay, okay you want to see what I searched? Yeah. Okay. Um, Easter 2018. <laughs> 2018. Yeah. Okay. Uh, keto chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm not into that, I don't know why I searched that. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, for some reason, I searched a, a ghost giant. That's, that's that. Ghost giant? Yeah. Uh, DeLorean. <laughs> and uh, my last one, my last one right there, if you want to look at that, Maury, it just reads, for some weird reason, I don't even know why I searched this, but what does that say? Dog the Bounty Indeed. Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking king of the mullets. Yeah, I don't know no, why. The only thing on mine, the last thing that I searched for was uh, a camera lens. And yeah. That was it. That was yesterday, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm real curious. Actually, I don't want to know about your Mr. Account, Maury. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Christy writes, is there something your spouse does that you thought was weird, but now every time you have adapted to doing it, but now over time you've adapted to doing it as well. So meaning the example that Christy gives is I am now a person who peels celery. Oh my God. (laughs) Peel celery. So yeah. So did the person that you with, did they do like a weird thing? And then over time you've started doing that weird thing. David Mori, anything? Tons. Um, now I have to put. Um, no, 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 not that you have to do. Oh, something. sorry. I put kitchen kitchen towels over top of the dishes when they're drying. 
I don't know why. Excuse me, you do what? So when you wash dishes and then uh-huh. you push put them in the dish rack to sort of dry, yeah. you put a dishcloth over them. Why? why? I'm not sure. Oh, for ghosts. <laughs> but, so, but you just do that now. That's we just do that now because that's something that I saw him doing. That I'm I must do this too. That that you must you must have been doing it wrong this whole time. The whole time, right? That's yeah. so huh. weird with things. Yeah, it's interesting too with couples because I notice when other people start doing things the same. Like yeah. I notice when I've had friends that were single and then when they're in now in long-term relationships, you notice that they each person in the couple starts doing things very similar to the other one. Yeah. Uh, and one of, them, one of them is I knew a guy and it was the weirdest thing, man. The way he and his wife both entered and exited a car the exact same way. So much so it was like they used the left hand, to the, the same hand to open the door. Their foot went around. Like if they walked into a car on the driver's side and the passenger side yeah. equally from, from distances, they would walk and it was like a mirror image of them. They both got into a car the exact same way. Really? It was really wild, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if they knew that that was a thing, but it's like, I guess because they're, they're, your tempo just sort of matches up like, with yeah. your partner. I don't know what it is. I do a lot of Roz do. things at home. Which is like what? I talk differently with my hands and I pronounce words differently just because I'm around you a lot. Really? Yeah. Does it turn <laughs> Matthew on when you do that or no? He just says, stop doing Roz. Oh, wow. I can't <laughs> think of, I'm trying to think if there's something that... Yeah, I don't know. Jenna did or does that I've adapted to doing the same as well. Oh, can I tell you something that drives me nuts? And it's not me and Catherine. It's Catherine and my kid. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Here we go. Forget everything else I just said. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, This is what drives me nuts. It's not me doing the things that Catherine does. It's when the kid does the things that Catherine does. Okay. So we have in the kitchen, you have your drawers. Yeah. The top drawer, the middle drawer, the middle drawer, the bottom drawer. And Catherine, since the time that I've known her, uh, doesn't bend down to open the bottom drawer with her hand. Okay. She tucks her foot, her toe, <laughs> into the long metal bar handle yeah. and opens it that way. Uh-huh. And every time she does it, I can see that it starts moving down a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And now it's completely on an angle. And when my kid got old enough to do it, that's how she opens the bottom drawer now <laughs> with her toe. And I'm like, listen, I don't care which one of you eventually puts too much pressure on that and pulls it right out of the drawer. All I know is I'm not fixing it yeah. <laughs> at all. And now you look at it. It's loose. They're all on angles because they refuse to bend down and to just bend use their down hand? and use their hand. The other thing oh, God, they do, yeah. Catherine is a grocery thrower and it drives me crazy. Okay. We're in the grocery store, walking around. I'll be in the aisle and I'm looking at something. She's in the same aisle looking at something. 10 feet away from me, she'll grab a bag of chips and throw them 10 feet into the cart. (laughs) Now you've broken all the chips. Right? Or now that everything's all in there, we're like, oh, hell, we didn't get Roxy bread. She'll walk over, grab a loaf of bread, throw that right on top of everything that's in there. Savage. Okay? It crushes everything and it ruins everything. She threw a can of corn Uh into the cart. The can of corn landed on top of a $13 piece of sole that I was buying. Oh, no. With so much pressure that in the package, it cut the fish in half. Oh, no. Dude. Right? Yeah. Guess what my kid does? 
throws groceries. No. Yes, they love it. Oh, it's sport for them <laughs> when they're in the grocery store. It's a game now. <gasps> oh, throwing groceries. No. Yeah, so I get what they're saying. I get what they're saying. Oh, People do these no. things. Oh, yeah. Oh, my family's a... I, mean, I love throwing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's yeah. see. Uh, Elizabeth wants to know, uh, what's been the best concert you've attended and why? The best concert. Oh, jeez. Damn, where you go to a, a lot of concerts? Tina Turner. Yeah? Tina Turner was one of the best concerts Over I've ever been to. Over all the Mariah shows no, you've been to? Tina Turner, it was so good. Yeah. That How we then, good was it? It was so good that we went home and bought tickets to the next day's show. Wow. As soon as we got home. Wow. To go back again. It was unbelievable. She so, went yeah, out So, like, the, even better than any of your Mariah Tina Turner, I mean, yeah. I wish she would tour again. She goes out on this big stage arm over the crowd and her energy and she's dancing. Jeez, it was good. Even more yeah. than Madonna, and you love Madonna. But Madonna, she's fantastic, but Tina Turner involves you, and she's like with you, and it's just her energy is incredible. Really, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Wow. What's yours, Mocha? Um, it used to be a Jay-Z and Kanye West concert that I went to mm-hmm. a few years ago, but that changed in, I would say, I think it was like September or October when the Wiggles we're in Toronto. Shut up. No, I That's swear. the best concert? The best because we took our son and yeah. it was his second time seeing the Wiggles. Yeah. But the first time he was super, super young and like didn't know what was going on. When we went in September, like year and a half. Yeah. He, it was the only time or the first time I had seen him watching the Wiggles and like doing movements and dancing and like laughing and high pitched squeals because yeah. he was so excited and it just like. That matters. Brought, so much joy yeah. to my heart. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I love this moment. This is my favorite concert because yeah. I just have this image of my son having such a good time Fair at enough. the show. I get it. I get it. I get yeah. it. That's awesome. What about you? Jeez, man. I don't even like Barry I saw, Manilow. Barry Manilow. I've never seen Barry Manilow. Oh. Did you go to Metallica? Was it Metallica? Uh, I was never recently? a Metallica fan. No. No. Well, who did you Or Def Leppard? No. You went recently? No. What did I go see recently? Oh, I want to say Poison. Recently. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, Poison. Poison. Because it's an annual thing that we do in the summer. It's always a good time. Um, no, like I've seen some legendary concerts. Like I saw the Bruce Springsteen Born in the USA tour. Oh, damn. Right. And I saw like, I've seen some real like legendary tours before. So, but it's so, but I was young and, and those were just so, they were all magical experiences, right? Yeah. Like every concert I went to, first of all, I had to fight like hell to get money to get a ticket. And I used to go from Acton into Toronto and tell my parents that I had a ride home. And I never did. Oh, no. And I used to come down uh, from Acton to like Maple Leaf Gardens to go to a show or the CNE Grandstand without a way home. And just in it, you would always just rely on meeting somebody in the crowd that was maybe going in the same direction of you who could drive me to like oh Georgetown who could drive me to wherever. So I would always come down to Toronto with, for these concerts and never have a way home. And I never told my parents that. And so I would always just do this. I would, and I never, I, I was never late. Yeah. Like I always wound up making it home on time, whether you hitchhike a little bit or you had somebody who drove hitchhike. you back all the way. Oh, no hell yeah, son. Way. Was this back in the day when you'd be sitting in the trunk of the car in the parking lot drinking a beer, like with a leather jacket? No, I never on? drank. I oh, never, wow. I, no, I never, I never, I never drank. I, never, I didn't like alcohol back then. I wasn't a big drinker when I was younger. But I just went to all these legendary concerts when I was, when I was young, all throughout like 84. 85, 86, 87, 88, 89. How many times do you think that you've hitchhiked? Oh, like try, like actually like hitchhiked and got picked up yeah, or hitchhiked yeah, yeah. unsuccessfully? No, hitchhiked and got picked up. 
Oh my God. I don't know. Like 30? Yeah. Aren't and you scared? Were the, like, what would you say? They would say, they would stop and say to you, where are you going? And you would say, I'm heading towards yeah, okay. Acton. So the, the difference is when you were like, when you grew up in, in and around Acton, right? There's like one road in and one road out with two roads. One that goes east, west, one that goes north, south. Yeah. So if you are anywhere near those roads and you're hitchhiking and if somebody stops, they have nowhere to go other than through Acton to get to where they have to go on the other side. Gotcha. So it was very easy. Okay. Right? So if you were on the far end of, of Georgetown or if you were on by, by the 401 in Milton and you got somebody going north, yeah. they were able to drop you off because they were probably going through Acton because that road gotcha. only goes through Acton. So hitchhiking was Holy easy. Cow. And oftentimes you'd throw your thumb out and it was somebody that you knew who'd pick you up. Right. Or like a dad of a friend yeah. who would... Who would pick small you up. Small towns. Right, small towns. Yeah, Damn. so, yeah, but no. Oh, I'd be way too scared. Of what, hitchhiking? Yeah, like- Why? Because murderers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now, there's, yes. There's, you know, there's murderers. <laughs> uh, and uh, finally, before we go, let's yeah. do this one. What is your go-to meal at Swiss Chalet? Oh, uh, quarter chicken yeah. with fries, obvi, yeah. and an extra chalet sauce yeah. and a cup of gravy. Let me ask you a question. Why quarter chicken and not half chicken? If you're listening to this in other parts, Swiss Chalet is national, right? It's across yeah. Canada yeah, yeah, yeah. or other parts of the world. We in Canada love rotisserie chicken. Oh. And there's a lot of really famous rotisserie chicken places. Swiss Chalet is St. Hubert, Benny Barbecue, all these places. Mm. Um, so Swiss Chalet is the best, right? Yeah. Why not half chicken? Why quarter chicken? Because it's less than half. Yeah, because I'd rather just have it in that one sitting. Because What do you mean in that one sitting? I wouldn't eat a, a half chicken plus fries. You wouldn't? No. Oh. No, I that's... prefer portion control. I prefer a quarter chicken as opposed to half. Because then I would be disappointed if I ordered a half chicken yeah. and didn't eat all the chicken, but ate all the fries, had all the gravy, all the chalet sauce, and then I got that extra chicken for like, what, maybe the next day I'll eat it, but then I don't have those fries and I don't have the gravy and the sauce. Oh, see, I always... First of all, half chicken is the only thing I'll ever order at Swiss Chalet, right. right? Yeah. But then I always order an extra fries as well. For the next day. For the next day. Or no, mainly because, yes, for the next day. In my head, it's for the next day. Yeah. But this is what it's like when you order Swiss Chalet in my house. I don't know what it's like in your house. Hey, love, I'm ordering Swiss Chalet. You want anything? No. And then my Swiss Chalet comes and she eats all my fries. <laughs> right? So yeah. years ago, I just started ordering Catherine her own fries. Gotcha. From Swiss Chalet. Oh, that's so touching right so she doesn't it's not touching maury it's because i don't want her eating my dinner <laughs> <laughs> it's not a sweet gesture <laughs> survival i like the quarter chicken but i i get on the side is the uh, the shrimp the butter shrimp Qu- hold pause for a second quarter chicken white or quarter chicken dark quarter white. chicken white okay good okay yeah i do okay. white. yeah because uh, somebody i think it was matthew that told me the dark meat's bad why? Like it, it's not as it's not as good tasting or something. The white meat is the more expensive, so therefore it's better. Mm. Uh, I don't know about that. Talk, talk to talk to white meat is far juicier. Yeah. I mean, dark meat is far juicier. Oh. Dark meat is a little bit. Uh, it takes longer to cook. A lot of people don't like dark meat, but if you go to places like the the best chicken tacos you'll ever eat in your life are always chicken thighs. Mm. Always chicken thighs. Oh, I can't stand chicken thighs. Yep. Yep. Oh, they taste terrible. Really? Yeah. We we had to throw a whole bunch out because Matthew cooked it and it was just god How did he cook it? Like, are you guys like boiling a, chicken still or what? <laughs> no, he put that in the oven and tried to make it all crispy, but there's just this 
Chicken thighs have a different taste. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how to cook a chicken thigh. Real I like well. chicken thighs. Okay. Take the take the bone out of it. Mm-hmm. Always take the bone out of it. Uh, flatten it out. Put it between a Ziploc bag and just pound it down with your hand. Get it nice and nice oh, and flat. Right. Nice and flat. Then you're gonna take it. You're gonna get a boiling hot nonstick pan. You're gonna put oil in it. You're gonna take it. Put it skin down in boiling hot oil and take mm-hmm. a take a uh, like a dishcloth and put it right on top of that raw chicken and push down on it with all your fingers and you are going to crisp up the outside of that skin and leave mm-hmm. it there for way longer than you even think you would need to right then take that flip it over and take that whole pan and throw it in the oven Wow. And then when you take that out, that chicken is going to be so beautiful. And the skin on that and the outside, mm. it's going to be like a giant pork rind potato chip kind of thing oh. that just covers the whole time. And it's so thin because you've mashed it down that when you cut it, you cut it into just these little strips. So every piece has that fantastic crispy skin on the top of it. Can you do it. this and bring it in? No. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that. I that like is thighs. Ask Roz and Mocha every uh, Wednesday at Kiss925. On Instagram is when we will be looking for your questions. Again, feel free to load up the comment section, ask whatever it is you want. We'll try our best to get through as many as possible on a future podcast, and we'll also invite one of you to join us on the podcast. Don't forget, rate, review, uh, share with your friends, and uh, thank you very much for listening to The Roz and Mocha Show. Thanks for listening to The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS 92.5, KISS92.5.com or on the KISS 92.5 app.